Hello and welcome to The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan. Episode 57 is proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. As always, I'm alongside the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton, coming to you from One One Studios. G'day, Terry, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Mr. Ryan. Uh, what, a, what a hot old time of the year it is at the minute. Yeah, you seem a bit flustered. Are you, are you all right? Flustered? Flustered? Oh, I'm, I'm pale. I've got red hair and it's 112 degrees outside. Not so your kind yeah, of weather? That's no, not my kind of weather usually. No, actually, yeah, I actually really like the hot weather, to be honest with you. So I've just mentioned to you that uh, my housemate, Jared, has told me we're going for a run at the conclusion of the podcast. That'll probably be 38 degrees and 1 p.m. type thing. So, um, yeah, this might be me... Um, Coming to listen for the final time, I suggest, because I don't reckon I'll survive that one. <laughs> enjoy the run, mate. Mm. Um, now, something you did thoroughly enjoy, no doubt. Oh. The People's Champ. Oh. Dig deep. Mm. Did that mm. and won. The Wizard on board drove through a gap and claimed the uh, Pike says thanks, WA handicap. The get out stakes at Ascot last Saturday, you were on course. I saw that you have a photo with yourself and the great man, William Pike. Run the listeners through the emotions of seeing Dig Deep back in the winner's circle, especially with uh, Sir William on board. Yeah, well, uh, goosebumps, I think. it was. Uh, I, was pr- I was pretty confident, actually, to be honest with you, on the day. I, um, I in the run, we'll just go from, from that aspect first, I guess, in the run, um, I, I was a little disappointed we were one pair further back than we'd mapped him, um, or I'd mapped him at least, um, on the back of State Attorney, which was a surprise, wasn't it, to see State Attorney up in, uh, in fourth over the 1400, perhaps just raced a bit uh, a bit keener up in journey for State Attorney, um, but um, seeing Resort Man um, playing up in the run and, and, and making um, life difficult for Kira um, sort of gave me confidence early because I thought Resort Man's gone here, so we just got to beat the rest of them, and um, yeah, when the, when the gap appeared, and I don't know if you've seen the head on yet, but there wasn't much of a gap there. I think a lot of jockeys don't take that gap. I mean, there was barely a, a full horse width there. So for Pikey to spear through, get the chockies, uh, yeah, there were very old, uh, very old celebrations post-race. And um, yeah, it was it was quite the experience. Obviously, the horse is more than just a horse to our family, and it means a, a little bit more in that sense. So um, yeah, my sister said she wasn't on track, unfortunately. She's got a couple of young children, but she said she was bawling her eyes out and and, um, yeah, it was a, a meaningful victory. And um, I think there might be a couple more in the champ as well, BJ. It was a good win under the 60 kgs, oh, wasn't yeah, it? Form field too. Like yeah. Some of those horses were flying. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong, there were some really nice other runs in the race. Rationale, Megazone. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that was a really nice field to, to lump the 60 kilos, pick up under the weight. Mm. Um, and both of his wins now have been quite similar. Well, his second and third win have been quite similar in the Karakata where he's picked up underneath horses. So mm. sort of the sign of a true racehorse that's happy to um, to find a gap, expose it and sort of hit the line like that. So, no, we were very happy, very excited. Stayed with it, had a chat with Pikey after the last. He was glowing about the performance and um, oh, I forgot the podcast hat. Mm. You had one job. I know I did. I was running job. late. I was, I was all over the shop. Just a surprise for me. So so let the listeners know we were going to do a merchandise swap. We were we? going yeah. to do the merchandise swap, but um, no, my, Pikey and myself were the last two standing in the mounting yard having a chat, and um, yeah, it was just hard to shake him. You know, I was thinking, come on, Pikey, I've got to go. <laughs> um, but it was a very, um, yeah, it was. It felt like a really uh, not iconic. It was a, just a, a really nice way to end the day, having a chat with the wizard in the yard, and um, hopefully we can keep him on next time we go around. Yeah, well, congratulations to you and your family, Terry, and the Kingsman Syndicate. Mm. It's um, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a wild ride horse ownership, isn't it? Because it wasn't that long ago that he was out injured and he's back and he's back in winning form. And um, yeah, it means a lot when, you, when you're really fully invested into, into, the, um, into a thoroughbred. So enjoy the wins because they're hard to come by. So Exactly right. I think just as well, uh, all the people that reached out as well. It was very, yeah. uh, uh, I didn't check Twitter till the next day. I thought I'll give that a day. I just chucked a little, uh, little post up there. But yeah, uh, yeah no, it's, uh, it's um, yeah, I love the racing community. It's um, very touching. The people's champ. The people's champ. The yeah, face yeah, yeah. of the one one. <laughs> Should be the face of horse racing Australia <laughs> wide, really, let's be honest. But um, yeah, a few other good results on the day. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, truly great. It was uh, truly great. Magnificent. Wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, Taxigano put a bit of pressure on Trap for Fools, but you don't get gifted a soft lead, so that's fair enough. I don't, I don't mind that. Um, but, geez, yeah, I'm taking on um, truly great there. Not taking him on. It was just $1.40 was a bit below my quote. was uh, somewhat to my detriment and um, news coming through that he might be on his way to the Perth Cup, VJ. Well, I'm pretty sure. There was a little spring in my step when I heard that news. Well, I'm pretty sure everyone went to bed last night and Doubtful was still written alongside mm. truly great's name at the top of the Perth Cup market, the all-in market, and then this morning it's like it's like Kaiser Sosa, it's gone. So uh, no longer doubtful. So I wonder if the um, Cerise and White operation has just sort of clicked into gear overnight and, um, you know, sort of uh, the decisions were made, I think. So well, if uh, we'll talk about it next, I don't want to go jump the gun, but um, we'll talk about it next week. My, my book I've got for the Perth Cup, I've absolutely, I've done naughty things to the Perth Cup. So yeah. I'm quite excited about the race now. We, um, yeah, I declared that to basically anyone I spoke to and um, it's a little bit sheepish after he won the, the Kingston Town, obviously. But mm. um, I just think with Royal Command going down, Midnight Blue was a nice trial, but still that, that's a it's a long way up in grade for midnight blue and um oh these other runner adornment went well but that's not a perth cup winner you, you wouldn't, wouldn't think. think so last year the reason he scratched regal power is because he had mississippi delta and star exhibit yeah so he's only got midnight blue here it look it still carries what did, a 60 what, what did you think of the 60 uh that's that's fair yeah. i think yeah you don't want to scare him off too much um yeah, I, 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 the 60s bang on. I spoke to the handicapper ross starling during the week after the weights were released just to run through how he came up with the 60 for Truly Great and the 59 for Trap for Fools. Mm. And I reckon it's a, it's a good weight. Um, gives them a chance to start. And I think the thing in uh, Truly Great and Trap for Fools' favour is, is there's just not a lot of depth. So no, even, even though you're giving away, what, it should six, be more. even though you're giving away seven to six kilos to horses on the minimum, how many, I suppose, I suppose, Nerf Bosk. No, Nerf Bosk is the one, isn't yeah. it? Nerf Bosk. Yeah. If he comes out and blows them away in the ATA, which we'll get to mm -hmm. uh, on Saturday, then um, that that makes a, the race, it just gives it that mm -hmm. extra dimension, doesn't it? Well, Midnight Blue, uh, truly great, will carry seven more than Midnight Blue. It should be 15 and a half. Yeah. It's 31 yeah. ratings points. So, um, yeah, look, it's. I still think it's a very winnable weight. And uh, I've spoke to a few judges during the week. What price is truly great start? Neutral barrier, obviously. Mm. We just say neutral barrier, and it's been basically the remarks of between dollar seventy and two thirty. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, two twenty at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm already. Um, yeah, I've already put in my bet slip as a winner. So already mm. collected, BJ. Mm. What I really liked about Truly Great on Saturday was just that he just cornered magnificently, and so he went from being, you know, what four lengths off Trap for Fools. And then all of a sudden, he was just on top of him. Mm. It, like it, the way that he handles the Ascot Bend, similarly, in a similar fashion to the way that he just covered them in the Kingston Town Classic. Jeez, that, that's 
that's quite the weapon. Well, the yeah. one thing he has on Inspirational Girl and always had on Inspirational Girl was just tractability as a racehorse. Yeah. Could jump better, could hold a better spot in running. Um, the railway stakes was a bit of a anomaly. And maybe maybe Clint Johnson Porter and Truly Great didn't get along. Truly Great wasn't his best that day for whatever reason. Um because uh, looking at all other performances, he should have run second that day. An inspirational girl, really. Um, that was that. That's his worst performance in the railway stakes. I actually think it was. It was maybe it he was, just carries weight as well. Yeah. Maybe he he carries weight well, but uh, he, also, he's a also proper he's, racehorse. He, he's just improving. Yeah. He's 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 on the he's on learning the, the caper. He's on the march, and um, what a find! Mm. You know, going around in the winter. And then I thought it was a dispersal horse. You did, honestly. You so, did, and yeah. uh, I don't think you. I were thought right. Regal Power was too. Yeah, you, you probably went alone. It's just, it just goes to show, like, um, you know, patience, patience, it's time. All about having the blue blood. Isn't yeah, it? it helps. That's why we really flourished in the um, by episode fifty-seven, you know, episode <laughs> one, two, three. You know, slow, slow out the gates, but uh, then the blue blood really came to the fore. Long-term investments, mm, exactly uh, right. The guru Future thoroughheads, mm. yeah. Um, so we'll keep moving, but big thanks to last week's guests, Scotty McCormack and Scotty Embry, the two Scots. Now. It was, admittedly, one of our longest episodes mm. ever. However- This one should I, be a shorter one, shouldn't it? Should Christmas be. Eve, we should be mindful of that, shouldn't we? In and out, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, it was just about our most well-received. Mm. I have, uh, the feedback that I've received from the four-man uh, punting showcase that was episode 56 has been overwhelmingly positive. I don't know, I don't know about you, Guru. Yeah, it was. It's uh, well. I told you personally straight after the show that it was probably my favourite um, as yet. I, I have Scotty and I. We text a bit and um, talk at the track on occasions. We've never had the chance to sit down and really dissect a meet or um, pick each other's brains. So um, I think we did that while on air. I, I was a bit worried at the time that it might have been a little bit boring and monotonous to some listeners. But um, no, the feedback I've got it. It was a lot of people's um, favourite. So um, yeah, hopefully we can um, get that pair back on the show sometime in twenty twenty one. Yeah, that was uh, that was thoroughly enjoyed. Well, I learned a lot actually i was sitting down feeding harrison my newborn mm, on yes. thursday night Prince. and i was just actually the stuff that scotty the mccormack and scotty Embry were talking about especially with ratings and pricing it, i just the mind just started to wander about mm. some of the my methodology and the things that i do and i think that's what a good podcast is all about is to make to you think make, get you thinking mm-hmm. challenge your your ideas um and the long form gives people an opportunity to express um, yeah, express ideas and and be a bit creative in this in their in their thinking. So it's uh, it was really enjoyable and Loved I liked it. it. And um, just gave me some food for thought for 2021 with with the one one and how we can 2021 one. Yeah, <laughs> how we can expand the show and and get like really fascinating people like the two scots Should and, and three others. four hour pods yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about anyway i haven't run a past you yet but <laughs> okay we'll, we'll, we'll i was talk- gonna say i've just seen this on the run sheet and we haven't uh, we haven't discussed that one i thought well, something was happening live on air here we'll have a sidebar okay listeners, sidebar. and um we'll come back to you okay. but before we move any further i just big thank you to Chantelle sullivan and her team at Perth Racing for allowing us to record again at the 1900 mm. bar last week. They've been very forthcoming with their support and um, we really appreciate being allowed to, to go out there on location and um, and soak it all in and uh, record the 1-1 One One Your WA Racing podcast from the home of WA Racing. So thanks, Perth Racing and all the generous staff there. And uh, I guess that if we've got nothing further to add to the uh, Debo Racing let's narrative, get so let's get into it, eh? Exactly right. So it's time to partner with Betfair and preview ATA Stakes Day. We're recording the 1-1 one, one at uh, it's just past 11 a.m. on Christmas Eve, Thursday, the 24th of December. 
We have no meetings scheduled for today. However, you been good this year. Yeah, actually, I have been yeah? pretty good. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've, you I've, might have a full stocking then. I've, I think I've made the nice list late. Mm. Late. What about you, Terry? Toss you, up. Aren't, Toss you, up. aren't you making a late charge with some of the your commitments? Yeah. Over the, over the Christmas well, break? Well, I'm a uh, pretty ordinary bloke for 364 days a year, so I may as well uh, stand up and um, do something uh, one day a year. But, uh, yes, uh, I reckon I'm um, – nah, I'm not getting anything good this year. No, so are you – so just tell us about the charity that you'll be, you'll be working with on Christmas Day. Uh, on Christmas Day, I have – for the last five or six years, I volunteer for Mission Australia and um, I supervise – I act as one of the supervisors uh, feeding around 2,000 homeless and underprivileged. Uh, it's at Langley Park this year, actually. I went and did a little induction yesterday. It was lovely down there on the water. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I really uh, – I actually really enjoy the day. I do it as much as for myself as anybody else. And um, I occasionally, BJ, I sort of uh, – I was going to mention this to you as well. I occasionally – they uh, they ping me out to do the um, – little flick for channel 10 or channel 7 little 10 15 second grab i'm going to be wearing the one one pod hat this year so uh listeners if you if you happen to get a to get uh a sight of the uh the guru on uh, channel 10 or 7 have a look at the uh the headwear i might be a little bit of a free plug i might just sit there just pointing to it <laughs> actually the hats have been a big hit terry they have been yeah they yeah, uh popular merch yeah popular. Mm. we might have to get another do another run with uh, daniel sadik and the team yeah. at mecca sports Mech. mm-hmm. yep um, but yeah, if, if you're looking for a one-one hat, just um, send us a message on on the tweet at the one-one pod or either one of us, and uh, we'll do our best to 100%. get your hat. Yeah, for sure. So, getting back to the racing. Yes, sorry. Boxing Day, things really crank up. My favourite day of the year on the punt. Really, traditionally, yeah. Ascot, Albany, Esperance. The Guru is going to have his hands full, but yeah, he's Albany's a field day. He's up. He's up to the task. Mm. Um, did I see? Hang on. Did I see Long Knife and Long Knife Brother? That's, yeah. Hey, it's, it's happening. It's, it's, it's all too much, isn't it? It's yeah. happening. Yep, Long Knife and Long Knife Brother finally going head to head. And Long Knife is now a lower rate of the Long Knife Brother because it, the losing streak has been uh, has been that long. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to be backing either. Sir Des Atwell, one of our favourites here mm. at the 1-1. So it's all happening, Boxing Day, Albany, Ascot, Esperance. Then we head to the Crayfish Coast for a Jelton Sunday meeting. And the long weekend of racing finishes up at Pinjarra on Monday's public holiday, Terry. Yeah, there's a, a lot happening racing-wise. So while you're all uh, enjoying the festivities, I'll just be uh, – pouring through it in the, <laughs> in the den no rest for the wicked have you done albany and esperance yet i haven't done no yeah i've had a look at the albany fields and yep. there is i've done one race at albany so Ooh. yeah okay that's, okay. The, that's the sarvo job very good stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the mundaring hotels wa racing mastermind and the market city meets get out stakes competitions bj Yes, and just a couple of housekeeping reminders here. If you'd like to read my pre-markets written preview, the leg up, jump on to bestbets.com.au and or the Ausrace website. The leg up's been out since 7 a.m. this morning. And Terry and the great Daniel Cripps are having a break from the Wild West this Christmas week. Yes, possibly two weeks. Okay, all right. However, if you want a bit more of the guru in your life, Mm. he now has a regular slot with the SEN, uh, with SEN, the digital platform, Tell the listeners where and when they can tune in to hear some of your 
thoughts on WA Racing with the um, the SEN platform. Well, if this wasn't enough for you, and I, I reckon it might be, um, yeah, we've got our own little show on SEN. It's a six-week gig to begin with. We'll see how it all goes. Um, it's with Miles Fitzner. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We actually recorded this morning, went into the studio at Optus Stadium and the SEN Croc Media Studio, and um, yeah, had a lot of fun with the show uh, this morning. Actually, we had Dan Pierce on, um, gave us a bit of a rundown of his four runners. But um, the show is available on the SEN app. Um, on it'll be Boxing Day morning, or you can be listened to at six fifty-seven AM. That's a radio station, um, which is SEN Track Perth, I believe. So okay. nine AM, six fifty-seven AM. So see if I can and what's the, the show called too the bet fair edge the bet fair edge yes it's uh, very similar to to what we're sort of doing here I guess okay tune in punters um, support the guru yeah get around it <coughs> also the one one is available on Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Podcasts SoundCloud and all other major podcasting platforms please subscribe rate and review ATA Stakes Day let's get cracking it's going to be a warm one, yeah? Maximum yeah, of 35 degrees. Uh, I'll let Terry cover the wind portion of the uh, of the day. But the rail is out in the nine-metre position. Chris Nation and his team, due to the heat, have been pouring the water, pouring the irrigation on over the last week, 71 mils to be precise, mm. um, over the last seven days. What's the uh, what's Wind Willie telling us? Jeez, that day? It's 40 degrees a day yeah. as well. Jared's trying to get me to go for a run. Come on, come on, Jared, grow up, <laughs> grow up. No, that's not happening, is it? Uh, it's uh, the wind. South Eastleys early, South Westleys in the afternoon. It should be it should be a fair track, but when it's hotter, yeah, um, I'd always like to, especially early in the day, allow for those closer to the speed to be advantaged. Um, but let's just allow fair for the card, BJ, especially at nine meters. Okay. Race one is the Iron Jack Maiden. Things are kicking off at 12.34 p.m. Um, not huge fans of the Maidens mm. on a Saturday here at the 1-1. Uh, I think there is an opportunity maybe in the new year. You know what I'd like to see on Saturdays? No Metro win last year's for Metro Stakes. So if you win one, then you've got your Metropolitan win for 12 years, uh, for 12 years, for 12 oh. months, mm. and then you can race on a, on a Saturday. But also... At a full metro stake, it means that basically your your training fees and everything's covered for that winning that one Saturday race. I think they'd be really well supported. I like it. So do away with the maidens. Trial some zero metro win last year's on a Saturday for a full metropolitan stake and see how that goes. And you so. want to see a cutaway in as well? <laughs> <laughs> so my friend, I saw you got tagged in something my, during my the week. friend Matt and Allen was yeah, tra- troll- Allen trolling was, me yeah. on uh, Twitter yesterday. Yes, yeah. was it? Where was that cutaway? I've, I've, oh, somewhere was that? over East. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Not for me. <laughs> yeah, not for me. Anyway, there is a maiden on. There we're is. Gonna, we're gonna try and find the winner. Guru. We do. Who wins? Don't know. Mm. The three toppies in my market are Prized Nemesis, uh, Wicklow Princess, and Silent Axe. Between them, BJ, they've just raised the bat. 50 starts without uh, without victory. So that's. Um, helmet on, though, yeah? So helmet on, yeah. Helmet 100% on. helmet yeah. on, yeah. We're yep. not taking, we're not giving the helmet a kiss for 50. Come on. What, when did that happen? There's something in my mind. There's something. One of the young fellas on, uh, on Twitter. 
Oh, where, that's right. We, yeah. we, 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 we raised the bat for our 50 episodes. Any Stokes. One yeah. of the young fellas uh, pulled you aside and said, yeah. no helmet off for the that's 50. That's bang on. I, just, I deserve that too. That's 100% bang on. Uh, well, I think it was a 50 gift, like a little. Anyway. I think it was Tom Johnson. Johnson yeah, I deserve that. He, Tommy's middle yeah. me there, I reckon. Um, anyway, this is a race where you can't be diving into anything with confidence because they're all, uh, they all don't know how to win, clearly being in a maiden and being maidens for as long as they are. Look, I always like, I always think that Anne King can improve her horse, BJ, mm. and um, prize Nemesis first run. It's been pretty stiff throughout prize Nemesis career. Also had chances and just not gone on with it, but um, thought the first up run, the massive leader bias, Bunbury track was huge. It's big, um, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah what worry is probably ends up three back the fence here, and that, that concerns me. War Largo gives a little kick out in front. Um, that's the one I actually wanted to find Wall yeah, Argo, yeah, but I just, I just couldn't, you know, I just simply couldn't. Um, it's, it's the, the sort of wire tip scooters machine a fortnight ago, um, at that sort of range. Cause you're going to get out in front and roll and with the heat, he can definitely give a kick and run a race and he's one, I mean, I've marked Wall Largo 12 bucks. So if he gets a 20 plus bet fair, I, I probably do have something small on, but, um, look, prize nemesis is the one for me. I've marked three nine. He currently close to five small bet. Wicklow Princess runs huge races fresh. It it's does. a peculiar fresh horse. So um, wouldn't want to be backing the win, but if you can get sort of 350 a place, that could be possibility. Look, Silent Act at 230, we've got to take on. We just simply have to take that on. That's that's a madness price for a horse who um, is probably got the, the runs on the board, but just doesn't know how to win and has loomed up, has has had a lot of chances. That's my concern with Silent Act. Has and the draws, draws a little bit sticky as probably well. Probably going to have to get well back too. Mm. So Drama Free can win the race definitely as well. Um, it's just whether he could just, just improve to what he did last campaign. The runs from last campaign, probably most of them just about win this, to be honest. Yep. But um, nah, something small prize nemesis at around that $5 mark. I've got him 390 but no, not too much interest here. Burn, hard. I thought that most people would be looking at Silent Act and prize nemesis. So I was thinking I don't have a heap of trust in either of those two runners. So, But then to – the, the horse that I land on, ironically, is Drama Free, who's had. Um, He's not Drama Free. <laughs> who's had plenty of chances himself. It's a bit short at the moment, isn't he? Drama Free, 650. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I think you'll see a lot better if you're going to go Drama Free late as well. It's quite, right, um, right, right. Yeah, the, the market's an interesting one in that sense. Yeah, well, that, that's who I, I. I was thinking that I might go with Drama Free. And if there's a. The, the new horse on the block is Springshaw Lad. Um, Bruce Watkins, Troy Turner, the stablemate of Silent Act. I thought his trials have been pretty good. He's got some gate speed. He can take advantage of gate of barrier five, land on top of the pace. Hails from a really good family, the Miss Andretti family, Danny Bow, all those really good horses from um, back in the day. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him run a race. I marked him a bit shorter than what he currently is. $12 is um, available at the moment for Springshore Lad. But Drama Free ran third to uh, ran fourth to Tavarich and Heels of Plenty and Graceful Girl first up. Didn't have a heap of galloping room late on that occasion. I think he can come forward off that nice draw for Paddy Carberry. Better suited 1,200 metres. I think he's going to get his opportunity to win one on Saturday. I'll be playing Drama Free and, I'm, and at the prices I won't have something small on Springshaw Lad as a chop out. All right. Yeah. I like it. Hopefully one of the, uh, well... Potentially one of the long-standing maidens might be able to break their duck, potentially. It, it's been happening lately. Mm -hmm. Red Mill won. He was yeah. a long-standing maiden. There was two at Bunbury that won that were both 16-start maidens on Sunday. Bunbury's playing like goat at the moment. That is – I reckon that's a fairly – Who was it? Who was how it? Many, look who how many favourites getting uh, beaten there. And that's that's there's a lot of false favourites, I think, as well. But Bunbury is just playing – 
I just don't think that Bunbury track's good. That's, but do you know why the main reason is? I can't back a winner there. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're not on your own there, I don't think, too. Last, uh, last Sunday was... Uh, I'm like earlier at Pinjara. I'm going at about four, 450% ROI. Yeah. Bunbury, my first collect for the yeah. entire season. Yeah. Was, it was only a bet for the day. I had a very small bet, my laner. It's my, my first collect for the Bunbury season. I'm going at something like neg 96% or something. Yeah, there was, I think it was eight races last Saturday, six odds on favourites, and they all got beat. Mm. Every one of them. Some of those were a bit thin on a day where it was hard to make ground, I thought. But yeah. The track's Still. just, I just don't think the Bunbury service is good. Mm. So I'd be, I, what I'm doing is I'm lowering staking and more looking value-wise now at Bunbury. Yep. And um, yeah, I just don't think the amount of favourites that are getting beaten and they're not, they're not turning up at all. There's something funny with that surface. So I don't trust it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, so there's hopes. There's hope for these long, yes. long term, long time maidens because uh, they have been bobbing up and uh, and knocking and breaking through in recent weeks. Race two is the Crown Perth Plate for three year olds over the fourteen hundred meter set weights and penalties. And all eyes, I imagine, will be on the Martin Allen trained hot mix. Exciting three year old filly's gone bang bang to kick off her racing career. Saluted. At Pinjara on debut, Bourbon Bow has since come out and won and then was heavily, heavily backed late in betting, very late. The money came in the last minute and a half, two minutes of betting, and he, sorry, she trotted in 58 kilos underneath Mitchell Pateman midweek 10 days ago. So she is uh, stepping up in grade for this assignment and will, I guess, runs into the likes of La Farola, Chili is Hot, and a couple of others, but... Uh, for me, Hot Mix stands out as the horse to beat. Interested to know what price the guru, the Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton, had Hot Mix. Nowhere near the current price. Um, I <coughs> probably got a bit of. We've heard the we've heard the male first and the second up, and um, unfortunately, uh, I haven't. Uh, I've been too stubborn, and not you know me, BJ. I'm not a big male follower, so I have been too stubborn to back it first and second up. Two very very nice wins, but this is a different horse race. That that last win, I'm not I'm not giving it much for that because. Uh, who's run second? Genora has come out yesterday and got run backwards. Got spanked um, by um, our Danny, didn't it? Got yeah. spanked by our Danny, and it was actually Noble Scott, I think, that's run second as yep. well. So it was, geez, it's not it's not real strong form. This is a completely different horse race for for Hot Mix. I know the Martin's got a really big opinion of the horse, but um, two dollars seventy is, is not for me. I've got Hot Mix close to that five dollar mark. Wow, um, that that might be a bit long, but so I'm just not going to get um, dragged into the hype of a horse in that nature. La Farola for me, Map Super. I've part Mark. La Farola, a slight favourite. Map Super for me uh, has led in the past. So that in, in a race without, uh, in a race devoid of a huge amount of speed, it's not impossible they go forward in La Farola. The one, the one I want to be on, and I just want to, I just want a point and a half longer. Unfortunately, we can't pick our own prices. Bj is pick, um, pick your own line, <laughs> pick your own hair, mm. pick your own line. One of my mm. favourites back in the day mm. um, was um, is Chili is hot. Mm. Um, I think she's, uh, I think she's a really nice horse. Loved the, loved the maiden win. Loved the three year old. Win as well. It was a good steer that day. I think the race she's coming out of one by Toscana with She's a Charmer in second is the superior form reference. Um, the, the worry for me with, with Chili as hot is how far back Jason gets on a day where, especially early on, it might be suiting those closer to the speed. But um, that's the best form reference. And I thought she was actually a bit stiff behind Toscana. I don't yep. think she wins it, but I think she finished.
finishes probably within half a length, not one and a half lengths yep. with a bit more clear galloping room. So, look, I think the winner comes between Chilia's Hot Laugh Roller and um, Hot Mix, and I want to throw Go Bella into the mix. Yeah. Um, I love CJP going on with the blinkers being applied. I'm pretty confident that Go Bella will run a PB as well. But um, the market is really, really close to mine across the board. So at, at this stage, I've completely stayed out of the race, um, and I've just tipped you the, the four favourites basically. So I've been really insightful there. That were my four as well. Mm. Uh, wanted to find Chile is hot. Really wanted to find map. her. Map was yeah. just the the sticking yeah. point for me. Yeah. La Farola gets the map. Interested that Chris Parnham's jumped off mm. La Farola to ride hot mix. So what do you make of that? It's not Amelia <clears throat> Park because Amelia Park. They're the colours, aren't they? For La, well, I was thinking because Amelia Park Pike often rides for Amelia Park, so there could be something more in that. But um, no, I think I think he's. I think he genuinely my, my personal view is he thinks hot, hot mix is a better ride. Yeah. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna back in Chris Parnham. Yeah, I get that. Yep. Uh, and just you're right that that race was just a pretty sweet setup for Hot Mix the other day. Warm and fuzzy. The it was the initial favourite until the market got tipped on its head late. Sort of went out. Ran last <coughs> as well. Warm and went fuzzy. out. Um, sort of tear away. Even though the time didn't suggest that. It, anyway, it was a bit of a funny race. It was. And um, and Hot Mix was just just cantered in. I. Um, 1100 to 1400 is interesting but i'm following in the lead of chris parnham here I, I i'm suspecting that he thinks that hot mix is a better horse than la farola obviously even though that he's got those really strong ties to the michael lane camp so it's a um but again what hot, price are you hot mix i was short i was short? i was 250. oh right there yeah. you go yeah oh so, well load up Get yeah involved. and uh yeah just the the form form through that first up win the debut win was good uh one with a leg in the other other the other day i um just suspect from six if chrissy parnham can f uh, find some cover early improve into the race then it's she's going to be really hard to hold out i was with you with my other numbers as i said i really wanted to find chili is hot but can she come from behind can she come from behind hot mix and go past i'm yeah, not so exactly. sure about that but the one that you mentioned go bella uh Clint Johnston Porter replacing Ben Patterson. Blinkers on. I reckon she's racing really, really well. Those blinkers are just going to hopefully just e extract an additional length or two. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, she's going to figure prominently as well. But for me, I reckon this is hot mix. Three for three. Type of uh, the type of race where <clears throat> how we've discussed it, we've just mainly talked about the four favourites, and we've probably got them in order. So it's yeah, yeah, it's just a race for me where I'm going to um, stay out of. Hopefully, Marty Allen can continue his hot form. He's in good nick, isn't he? He is. He's doing really well. He's, he's uh, yeah, small team, but uh, he knows how to get him. Uh, knows how to get him firing. Jeez, that, that's for sure. Yeah, Madame Torio just uh, that was just that an was absolute gift. Was a gift. <laughs> like, that was like that one by four or five, whatever it was. But I mean, there was nothing in there. That was like Zebel's win last start when it's got crammed in a tranquil race. Yeah. Uh, Tranquil Sunrise chasing him. Terry Layton like, roadblocks. Oh, it was just uh, – look, don't get me wrong, those horses are flying, but they are just gifts, absolute gifts. So, um, yeah, I like how Marty, they interviewed him beforehand and he said, uh, if you see even money, he goes, well, that's – I think he said it's just a gift. Yeah. It's just a gift. I can't do the accent. Yeah. The try. Irishman. Yeah, so I was yeah, – that was exactly my plan. If it was even money, I was going to absolutely <laughs> um, bucket load it, but um, never got above uh, $1.60, so <laughs> – Race three is the Westby Platinum Tab Touch. Better mm. your bet. Handicap, 1,400 metres. Now, this is an interesting race in that Scooter's Machine, who Terry found in a very similar assignment, albeit being a 1,200-metre race compared to 1,400 metres, found Scooter Machine on top, was uh, specced and mm. supported late and was going to win there for a shot or two, Terry, before Alien from Mars. What? See, launching Isn't over that the a maiden? <clears throat> no. 
Christ. Um, now, Scooter's Machine is going to find the front again, mm. isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he is. He certainly is, and he's, he's not impossible. I've, look, I've, it's not probably the greatest theory in punting to use, but um, that's two pretty good runs in a row from a – Somewhat of an ordinary conveyance in a horse. I, I don't know whether we go again with scooters. You Especially know. there's going to with London with Miss Whack and Tanker. Whack and Tanker. Even Bruce Almighty could might try to be more aggressive here. It's a bit of a different speed setup for yep. for the likely leaders. Yep. So that being the case, does that bring back markers such as Fire Sale into the race, Terry? Potentially, yeah. I, I know that you're, and I know a lot of people will be pretty keen on Fire Sale here. One, one question I'd like to pose to you is, and I don't know. Uh, how closely you watch the pair of them. But um, I think Megadon was a better run than Fire Sale last start. So Megadon sat wide, carted Fire Sale into the race. It was only beaten a length. Fire Sale aesthetically looks better because it hit the line harder. But Megadon did all the bullocking work. And Megadon, arguably, with Alan Kennedy going on for Michelle Hagley, probably gets a, a slight um, jockey upgrade there. No offence to Michelle, who's riding extremely well, especially for Ashley Maley at the moment. So that, that's, that's one thing I found interesting. Look, I... Again, being earlier in the day, the hotter day, I'm, I'm, I'm going to steer a little bit away from, well, a little bit away from the back markers. I say that and I'm about to tip a back marker. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at a horse. I've actually priced Wine Night favourite, BJ. I don't know if I've lost it here or if I'm a little bit, a little bit wild. I mean, the, the 11 bucks this morning was a very easy, um, was a very easy play, um, which was across all agencies, not just our lovely local agency. Um, Red bet. Brad Bed, exactly right. So it wasn't just Brad Bed. Everyone went up the $11. Look, I've got major queries on wine nights. That first up run I thought was okay. I uh, would like to see probably a touch more. Um, but I love, I think Lack does riding as well as anyone at the moment. Super. So we get the um, we get the three kilos plus in my mind, we're potentially getting an upgrading jockey to some degree. Um, maps to land just off them. The 1400s a query, but I go back to wine nights effort over 1500 in the listed. Challenge. Challenge. Mm. Challenge Stadium race, and um, he's run third to Superstorm and um, Naughty, Naughty by, by Nature. nature. Mm. So, to me, I don't think the fourteen hundred is necessarily going to be his. His her, her BJ her. her. Jeez, I'm horrible with those, aren't I? Genders. You're getting better. Uh, I'm yes, yeah, sl slightly. I don't know if the fourteen hundred will be uh, her pet journey, but this isn't deep. Uh, I think this is a nice little class drop on on what she's sort of been competing in throughout her career. Um, I'm. It's not a race I expected to get overly excited about. And I thought she'd go. I thought she'd just go at favourite um, because of what she's done in her career and, and the jockey change and the map and whatnot. So while I'm not convinced about the 1400 for Wine Night, um, it, it's a bet for me at the price. The 11, as I said, the eleven dollars was easy, but uh, I marked uh, her four dollars fifty, so still around that eight dollar mark. She maps nicely and. She's the point of difference runner, I find, from a lot of these runners that just keep on doing battle um, in these type of races. So happy having something small on her. And um, look at the current markets. I've got Beat the Bell, eight bucks, so $19. Beat the Bell gets a couple of my bucks. Isn't, uh, isn't Beat the Bell absolutely flying? Yeah. Type of horse where you're going to just keep on backing. It's follow me next start, follow me next start, follow me next start. But um, and I think she's a better Belmont horse or a better country horse and an Ascot horse. But in saying that, she comes out of the Black Diamond. She'll stiff behind Solidaza um, in the Black Diamond. Not as stiff as Cryptic Love, mind you. Yeah, they were going for the same run, weren't they? They were, yeah. and um, yeah, it's. I think I think the stable deserved that to some degree. Going with a non-claiming apprentice, um, I, I'm never a big fan of that. I think if I think you got the option of senior jockeys, and you, especially on a back marker of this nature, you go you go for the senior jockeys. So um, Lucy going on is a nice change, and I reckon Beat the Bell can um, impact late if the leaders 
are stopping, BJ. So um, that'll be my play at the current markets. Wine night and beat the bell. Wine night, the major of the two. You did say about horses that um, get on me next start horses. Well, fire sale is almost the epitome yeah. of a get on me next start horse. In the dictionary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do – me and Brett Pope uh, – me and the Brett Pope stable, we struggle to um, be in unison. And whenever I feel like I'm just going to oppose everything he settles up, he'll come to Ascot and train a treble. So, um, however, I'm keeping the faith. Popey, if you're listening. And uh, I just thought that that first up run, I, I really liked the trial win, 16th of November at Lark Hill, knocked off Ginger Fly, that was strong. S- covered additional ground and got, sort of got speared a little bit. First up in the uh, Alien from Mars scooter machine race. Flash late for fourth, that was that was good run. Uh, Brad Rewilla on, but one thing I have noticed about Brad Rewilla is he must, He's a quality, obviously, 20, 25 group one wins, is that he can get horses to race wide throughout and they still, they still, they're still there at the finish. Mm-hmm. He's, it's, it's, he's got- Throwing a, hands. He's like, he probably had sat down with Maddie. Maddie, probably sat down with Maddie Derrick. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Maddie Land, yeah, yeah, picked her brains. Um, has, has a knack of being able to get horses to cover ground, but they're still able to finish off their races with strength. Not, it's, it's a rare commodity in, in riders. Uh, usually three wide, three wide no cover is, uh, is poison, but for some reason they just they tend to uh, overachieve from that position with Brad Willer in, Brad Willer in the saddle. For me, fire sale can hopefully get on the back uh, of something to take him into the race, perhaps a Megadon and um, uh, Ridden patiently, peeling out into the middle of the straight. Firestar has some really strong closing speed. Just a matter of whether he's close enough and whether the track's playing fair enough. So if if that is the case, I'm expecting to see Firesail breathing fire late and launching over the top of him. Terry? It's a big enough price to bet, actually, Firesail. It's even uh, a tick over mine, I think. So uh, surprise. I, I thought Firesail might go up favourite on that. I marked Firesail 450. Now, here's a query. This market <coughs> says, sometimes I reckon a market is a little bit, you ready for the word? Skew-if. Skew-if. Now, I reckon this market's skew-if. So I'm going to read out the three current favourites um, in this market, and we're going to both say what price we have them, okay? London Miss is your favourite. First go 1,400 metres after a pretty after a midweek gift. Gift, yeah. What price London Miss? Seven dollars. I'm ten, so we're four bucks. Yep. La, London Miss. Morks Freeman, second favourite. Uh, sorry, let's go Wack and Tanker. Second favourite is in their market. What's your market, roughly? I marked him equal favourite, four fifty. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, that sort of throws my theory out the window. What did you get? I had him over ten. I liked him last start, as you know, but yeah. I um and we got the oh, geez, we got the yeah. price, didn't we? Um, but uh, I, I couldn't map him to get to the breeze softly. So I, I simply had him um, 10, 11, 12 bucks type thing. So the $6. Just, I just thought his form lines were stronger than most of them. Yeah, but so. where does it just, it's a purely a map price to make okay. that sense. I just, he, and he's not a, he, he takes a long while to get there. So if London Miss wants to breeze and obviously Scooters leads, it leaves Wacken in a non winning position. So we should mention it looks like Brad Parnham's out for the meeting. So a lot of these, um, yes. there'll be some riding changes throughout. Some of them have been named, some of them haven't. Yes, we need to discuss that too. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Mm. And um, the other one, Morgs Freeman. Is currently six bucks. What price you got, Morgs Freeman? Twelve dollars. Okay. Yeah, thirty-one for me. Yeah. So, um, basically, the three top of the line for me, I've, I've got them absolutely out the door. And BJ, apart from Wanker Tank, has got the other two significantly longer as well. Mm. So there is value in the rest of the market. It's a race you can um, you can probably play a few. Um, I wouldn't even be afraid to go fire sale one night and beat the bell type thing. And 
Yeah, I think you can. Scotty, um, Scotty, I was every, about to say Scotty that. every three-way does. 100%. Scotty mm. does like a good three-way, doesn't he? So, <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, for me, it's uh, it's wine night, but it's a win-only spec and something beat the bell. And again, a win-only spec. We're not playing them each way despite the big prices. Yeah, okay. So, for me, it's fire sale on top. Marked him equal favourite. And so that price, uh, so equal favourite four fifty. As I said, so that current odds around the eight dollar mark is is value. And uh, just down the page from there, what can tank out? Why not? Megadon beat the bell. They round out my chances anyway. So chances. I'll, I'll be taking on London Miss for what it's worth. Yeah, got to. Before we move on to race mm. four, Yulong Earth. Mm. So you, so yesterday Yulong Earth uh, loomed and under pressure, ducked in sharply underneath. Brad Rewilla, is that right, in the saddle? And in doing so, um, knocked half the field knocked over. half the field over and knocked Brad Parnham off interstate. Was that the horse he was riding? Yes. Yes. So now this isn't the first time that Yulong Earth has done this. Um, he's a bit of a serial offender, got, got a lot of tricks, Yulong Earth. Now, the stewards have ruled that he goes back to trial, has to trial twice. She has to, no. And he's he's has to be placed under pressure and they have to and so the each trial will be assessed on its on uh, how he performs under pressure but how much pressure can you really well, it's, have it's, in trials it's every start now that's it's, it's too many different campaigns where it continues to happen someone's going to get i mean we're lucky brad only got away with a sprained wrist or a um i'm not sure the exact, the exact severity, injury yeah um, but i know it's a wrist injury but it could have been um when does it been when does it get to a stage where that's it, that's it. where it's like oh hang on this this horse is going to hurt someone badly that's it. uh it might be just about curtains for you long that's it that's life for me mm. that's life for you long i know it's not nice for connections to hear that but it, it's a safety over. issue though is it's not, it's not so that's all it is it's, it's purely a safety issue yeah unless because how can like i'd love to chat to brad wheeler and mitchell pateman and people that have actually ridden the horse mm-hmm. because there's got to come a stage where it's like hang on you know what the, ro- the safety of the riders has to come first um and you know and un- it just feels as though that horse just isn't doesn't have the mental strength or he's got a big he's got a chip he's got a defective chip inside somewhere which and which is dangerous because he's so unpredictable exactly right yeah no he's um very simply for me it's just got to be life and it's purely a safety thing i don't care what he shows in the trials it's happened too many times um in race settings now so um it's sad though because you know he's a seriously good horse he's, that's a saturday, he's a saturday the way he uh, levels up to and hasn't beaten um he's a saturday class horse like, yeah. he's, he's a potential black type horse i reckon yeah like, he's a really good horse but, but who um, who would want to ride that horse honestly well that's and it's not just about who's riding it but it's who's riding against him so say you're um in the breeze and you see him coming around you and you, yeah. and you, you know the horse and he's three three or four off you in the middle of the track you're like this is going to come yeah, yeah you're, you're going to be easy. thinking yeah, yeah, and you're going to start easing in before he even does it. So, um, no, he's not good for he's not good for the game. Unfortunately, not a good look. Yeah, yeah, it's um, interested to see how he comes through these trials. But it's almost for me, it was almost worthy of an inquiry. So, hang on, we might just cool our jets here on New Long Earth. He's still down for racing for now, but we're going to have a, a discussion as to whether this horse is uh, mm-hmm. is spend a, a bit of time. Is, yeah, spend, rather than just sending him back to trials, actually spend a bit of time and working out whether this horse is is a is a good thing for racing before mm-hmm. he actually seriously hurts someone. Anyway, race four is the happy birthday Tony Lalich. Ah, big T, big tones. Tony, Tony, uh, that might be a, a woman. Tony Lalich. Tony, I. Tony. Yes, Tony. Tony, happy ha- birthday, Tony. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Tony. Um, There's no age included on this one. You know no. Yeah. No. That's, um, yes, age sensitive. That's good. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is good. <laughs> it's good. 
yeah, this is race four. It's a 1200 meter 78 plus. Yes. The flying Zebel from mm. the all conquering Luke Fernie stable is chasing a third straight victory. However, he appears as though he's going to be facing some stiff, stiff opposition from the likes of Son of a God. First up from a spell, Chrissy Parnham, Simon A. Miller down mm. on the 54 limit. Smack bang on the 50 smack bang do like a horse smack bang on the way up on a limit mm. you know i like a limit smack bang horse mm. uh to me this is such a simple race to analyze you just do two horses leader leaders back it's just about whether son of a god can get past zebel i think at the 1200 this stage of preps son of a god's only been beaten over 1200 by two horses bj what are their names uh windstorm and massimo oh very good mm. we didn't, we didn't pre-plan that no. it's just uh, he's just good if that was one of the mastermind questions, you'd be uh, a long way in front early. <laughs> Look, Zebel leads 52 and a half, gives a massive kick. Don't think this is going to be a walk, uh, a walk past for Son of a God because Zebel is flying. And I don't think the 1200 is going to be a massive issue. Ooh. But um, to be, I, I just can't go past Son of a God from the back of Zebel. Uh, the current markets aren't really allowing a bet. There was some 350 available this morning, which I would have. How uh, much? There was 350 available this Who? morning. Uh, one, of a, one of the agents. No, which horse? Son of a God. Son of a God, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Thought you were talking about Zebel. No, 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 Son of a God went up 350 or 340, maybe something like that. This Currently morning. $2, $2.05 at the moment. Yeah, I would have, um, yeah, I would have, yeah, I would have robbed me uh, grandma to, to, to back that, to be honest. <laughs> Poor, <with> Nana. <laughs> Poor Nana. <laughs> Poor Nana would have been cheering on Son of a God to get repaid, I reckon. Um, look, I. Two dollars plus on the day, maybe you might consider it, but um, yeah, the, the two dollar mark I think is 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 a backable price still because this just looks looks like a bit of a mapped moral. But um, I'm going to continue to uh, give Luke credit because I didn't give him enough with what he's done with Zebel. But um, yeah, I do think Son of a God just wins, BJ. Question: Yes, Carleen Heffel has mm -hmm. been booked to ride Zebel. She's mm -hmm. doing a really good job. Uh, this horse should is pretty. Easy horse to ride. Claim. I think it's a good claim, yeah. Good claim. Yeah, it's a good claim. So the, what did you? What, what was your price differentials between uh, Zebel and, and Son of a God? Well, that, that's the thing. I, I always – this is what, one of those what like, funny situations. And we, me and Scott discussed it. Scotty Emery discussed it last week. Um, like Zebel's almost a bet for me. I think yep. I'm a $2 to $3.45. So you can so get – So you were $2, $2, Son of a God, flat. Flat two yeah. bucks, yeah. And I couldn't have got it any higher. Couldn't have possibly got it higher. It's one that I'd consider taking two bucks, two dollars ten type thing on the day. But I expect there to be a mountain of money, and Son of a God trades a dollar eighty, dollar ninety type thing. That's what I'm thinking will occur. So I don't think I'll get the opportunity to back him. Um, but in, right. in so, saying that, the first ball for the first test is pretty early. So come race four at Ascot, I might be in the mood to have a punt, regardless. I'd suggest. Okay. So my question to you is: What would your prices have changed either way had Jade McNaught been riding Zebel? Uh, I'd probably have Zebel a touch. To be honest, it's probably a touch longer. Really? Um, yeah, look, I'd prefer Jade on to Carleen, but I prefer the three kilos to no three kilos. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I was just um, I was just, I was just trying to pick your brain as, as yep. to uh, prior knowledge and someone who gets along well with the horse yes. compared to what's three kilos worth. What know? does so it's what type of horse it is. So with with Zebel, it's a jump run out in front type of horse. I think that's the type of horse Carleen can handle fine. Just just has to run them close to benchmark. Uh shouldn't have to go too quick to get across son of a god. Um 
I think it's a pretty simplistic horse in that sense. So with losing Jade and the horse is flying for Jade, I don't think it's losing as much as a horse that maybe would require a sit if it was an apprentice going on. So um, I'd prefer the three kilos and Carlene to Jade, but there wouldn't be a huge amount in it, to be honest with you. So um, look, I, I, I just about, it, it's a stay out race at the current prices, but um, I'd be surprised if that's not your Quinella. I'd be surprised if that's not your exacta. I'd be surprised if it's not your your first three with Don't Fuss grabbing the back of um, Son of a God as well. I'd be surprised if you're one, two, three isn't the three on the rails um, in running. So, son of a God, pretty confident. Let's get some 210, 220, 230, and we'll, um, we'll hop in, I reckon. Well, last night when I put my leg up, leg up, son of a guy, uh, and uh, um, through the best bets system, son of a God was my best. Uh, however, he's uh, that, that price that Precarious. was. Yeah, that price that was um, posted this morning has been whittled, whittled away, and he's probably under my bet price so stay tuned for our bet their best betting propositions of the day later in the show because it was going to be son of a god but i might have to um might have to chop and change but we'll we'll work that out on the fly so yeah i'm pretty keen son of a god i just misty metal was gonna was gonna match strides with him in that lark hill 14th of december trial but chris parnham was absolutely foxing and uh then he just put two basically put two lengths on her in the last what 75 just be wary, wary of trials. That's my concern. But yeah, that, what was the time? Fifty-five seventy-seven. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, and he's he's just got yeah. Zebul's going to be come crashing across, doing all the heavy lifting. If son of a god can just just hold and be within um, within I guess striking distance, Chrissy Parnham peeling into space. I think this horse has got the class. It's got the weight. It's got yeah. the Simon A. Miller just starting to. To, um, just starting to. You let me know about it last week too. Did he? Yeah, he yeah. did. We might have to get him on the podcast. I think now. we will. <clears throat> yeah, he's someone I'd love to have on. Yeah, the wheels are just starting to to turn for the Simon A. Miller yard. I reckon, uh, son of a god, horse on the way up. I think he can get the job done first up. Obviously, I um potential blowout horse just throwing it out there. No. Potential blowout horse. Why choose her? So Ryan uh, Hill's now on for Brad Parnham as well. Right. Just letting you know. Okay. Does yep. that change? Uh, 10, 10, 11 bucks. Uh, I'd prefer Brad probably. Yeah. yeah. I'd prefer Brad, but um, there's not a – no, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, son of a god for me, son of a god for you. It's Very keen, but um, what Zebra will give a big kick. 52 and a half is a flyweight horse flying along the rail out in front on a hot day. And so Zebra gives a big, big, big kick. So I won't be di- if it does end up being a dollar seventy late, son of a god, I'll be staying out. Um, so we still, we still want our we still want our low twos to play. Okay. Mastermind time. Mastermind. This might be my last one after I go for this run shortly. Okay, it's now time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. That is correct, Terry. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance this Christmas long weekend, if you're up in that neck of the woods, drop in, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor, check out his new big deck. Say day. feed flutties, frothies. Flutties, a bit of a flutties, flutty. What did I say? A flutty, flutty. a feed, a flutty <laughs> and a frothy. You gotta go for a flutty. Get into, yeah, flutty. We don't mind a few flutties on the one one. <laughs> Tell you what, did you smell spotty before? I think he might have done a couple flutty. of flutties. I yeah. reckon he could have done as well. Um, the three Fs. All happening at the mm. Mundaring. Uh, get up there, check it out, and uh, let him know you're a one-one listener as well. He will take very good care of you. Him and his team, the Butcher Ian O'Connor. Congratulations to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Karthik Rajesh. Mm. Now, 
Karthik is a very popular man on the Twitter sphere. However, he is based in Melbourne. He got his mastermind entries in very early, got the result, and uh, after um, after we let him know on the at the one one pod on Twitter, he uh, calmly said, uh, "Thanks for the voucher. I'll be booking my holiday to Perth." for a session up at the Mundaring. Oh, we can't miss that. We'd have to go and record with Karthik to sit out, wouldn't we? That's elite, isn't it? It sort of reminds me of the time, BJ. Um, many a moon ago now, um, a friend of myself actually owns the pub tour, my little pub tour business with you, Benny Green, and um, we won two tickets entry to um, to Flemington. It was one of the Black Caviar days at Flemington. $15. That's what the tickets were worth. We won one each. So we booked a trip that cost us about uh, about six grand, including uh, doing our ass on the punt return to utilize our fifth. That's how we, t- I think that's what he told his missus. So I hope she, I hope she's not listening. Uh, I'm sure she wouldn't be. Um, to, to allow us to have a boys trip. Oh, we won these tickets. We've got to go. So yeah, we jumped on the plane and utilized our 15 bucks free general admin tickets. Got to see Black Cavs. Did get to see in the Black flesh. Cav. It did, did. Won that day as well. I reckon she yeah. might have. Yeah. That is a great story. Mm. The old $15 gate entry yeah, too. Bang. Just <laughs> flew across the country. Take this, Flemington. Kartik, if you're listening, uh, let us know when you come to town. No, I've got to be there. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, show you, we'll show you around beautiful mm. Perth, Western Australia. So uh, well done. That $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring, that is in the post now. So congratulations, mate. Everyone, pen and paper at the ready to be crowned this week's mastermind. You'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. These are all ATA steaks flavoured, so okay. it might be a, it's not a it's not a like a blockbuster no, race by any one. means. However, we might we'll see we'll see what everyone's made of. It feels like a Travis Murray type mastermind. <clears throat> it does. Question number one: Name the subsequent Perth Cup winner. That saluted in the 2018 ATA stakes. Remembering the Perth Cup is uh, the following year, being in January. Trouble early. Question number two. Who rode star exhibit to victory in the 2016 ATA stakes? A little bit of a whatever happened to. Yeah. Yeah. That probably means my answer's wrong. I've had a, I've had a slow start. As I said, this is this how is, have I not got the second last? This is a little bit treacherous. This ATA stakes uh, mastermind. Mm. The the cream will rise to the top. Question number three: Who trained Badamajo? Saddled up Badamajo for an upset win in the 2015 ATA stakes. Knocked off William Pike, Wizard on Neverland, dollar eighty pop. The guru is still pondering the answer to question number one. Yeah, I, that's not the aim of the horse, but that's who trains it. Is that right? No. No. So question one, no. Question two, no. Question three, yes. correct. Yeah, one from three. So if you know the answers to those three questions, we'll post them on, on Twitter later if you miss them in the run or you can rewind. Uh, direct message at the11pod on Twitter and you can be in the running for that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring. Terry. Jeez, I've had a Barry Crocker there, haven't I? That, Definitely. I'll be paying for my own meal and my flutters and my feeds up at the <laughs> uh, Mundaring with, uh, with Karthik. Gee whiz, that's a, that's a shocker. How did I not get the... Anyway, we'll, we'll reprimand myself later. Race five, another happy birthday race. A couple of them are here, Matt Lee and Blake Broadhurst. Matt Lay. Um, Matt Lay? Lay? Yeah, Matt Lay and Lay. Blake Broadhurst. Happy birthday, fellas. Mm. 
Yeah, I wonder if they'll go down to the key key clean. <laughs> there was a key clean handicap at Ascot yesterday. Oh, I was going to tag you in a, on uh, Twitter. Quay clean. Thank God, there's no more quay cleans. <laughs> uh, over the mile, um, soft old map. This one, BJ. We got Kelly's Callisto getting it um, pretty cheap out in front. Very cheap. Yeah, it looks a double a salvage cheap. Yes, it, it does. It does. <laughs> it's not fancy either, but it is cheap. Um, Kelly's Callisto, it's one of those ones where Chrissy Parnham going on for Carlene Heffel, you're usually going, oh, beauty, and rubbing your hands together, but um, it's one of those front running. Uh, horses where the claim can actually be quite uh, be quite useful. But in saying that, again, going back to the other side of the fence, Chrissy Parnham has ridden this horse once and it was for a career PB run. Uh, five starts ago when knocking off Midnight Blue. So With Chrissy, 60. With the 60, exactly yeah. right. So, he, A, he can carry weight, and B, he can control this from the top. It's pretty hard to go past him. Um, the $3.30 or so, is that what we're talking at the minute? Um, all agencies are out now. So, three twenty, three twenty, Really? three twenty. So, mm. uh, I've marked Kelly's Callisto in about a 94% market, uh, 3 bucks. So, could justify a bet at that price, but um, a little bit little bit touch and go at that price, whether I want to hop in. I still think if, um, if if a couple of these are close enough to make an impact, they really can. Friar-esque, BJ. Bradley Parnham off, W Pike on. Significant. Yeah, for that for this type of horse it is. I, I mean, Brad found a little bit of strife last start. It was a really good ride until then, and the gaps just didn't appear. Nothing Brad did wrong in the slightest. But um, these type of non-winners who take a sit, they're the type of horses Pike can just find that half a length extra out of. So um, I'm going to be choiceless here. The fact I've been following Fryer-esk most of the campaign. You're um, committed, are you? I am committed, not for a big result, but I'll be having something on it. That $8.50 market is around the traps currently. And um, the other runner, I think, uh, can improve big time third up and was actually pretty good first and second up despite it slowly away. It was Mr. Canova. And how is is that a name? How is that allowed? Mr. Canova. He's a bit of a thing, though. 100% he's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. He certainly is a thing. So misses the kick, but uh, his two wins last campaign. Appropriately named. were from inside gates where he mustered up to be about three back the fence and Jason Whiting rode him an absolute treat. He's three from eight at Ascot, five from 13 in his career, so he does know how to win. So, um, yeah, I'm happy having something on Mr. Carnifer. Really happy looking away from Crystal Valley. It was a huge last start. It's going to be back last. Glamour Pact was an inferior run to Island Missile, so I can't see how Glamour Pact is shorter than Island Missile. Um for mine in the market, Glamour Packs nowhere. That's one of the lays of the day at five bucks, four dollars eighty. Some agencies. That's that's pretty thin, even though it maps nicely for me. Blink, um, blink, I think Blinkers on coming back in weight, maybe. Yeah, um, I, I can yeah. see it, but I just think there's a few here that will be a bit sharper. So, look, it's pretty boring, but um, three of them are pretty well above my prices now in Fry Rest, Kelly's Callisto, Mister Canifer. I might just get my money back, Kelly's Callisto. I'll make a profit on the two longer price ones, BJ. But it's going to be a um, yeah, sort of a Dutch of the three at around the two dollar fifty mark. It's not over. Exciting. Oh, barely even $2.50. I said money back, Kelly's Callisto, profit the other two. Interesting, Gan Jamie's uh, tackling this race with Ireland Missile, 65 rider. If he happens to win, he'll end up being a 76. That could be an 11 point penalty coming up for Especially Ireland. Especially when Missile. he's 0 for 4 at the mile and never really looks. Well, he actually, the 1400, he hit the line nice for the last start. But yeah, um, yeah. Don't I'd, be surprised to see him come out in the morning. Yeah, okay. Especially with all the racing coming up. There might be some future nominations ahead for Ireland Missile. But yeah. Kelly's Callisto is just going to, and Chrissy Parnham is just going to control things out in front. Just doesn't look like there's any horse that's going to be out. Who's the breeze horse? 
I, th- um, I thought it maybe Red Publisher. What did you think? Potentially Red yeah. Publisher, yeah. Red Publisher's always been a better horse with cover. Yeah. But um, he's flying at the moment, Red Publisher. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be Red Publisher. It could be um, it could be Pam Bella as well with Lactar's claim. They might try and be a bit more aggressive and pop in the breeze. But I think most of them would want cover. Most of them want cover, That's to a, be honest. So. Which is why if they're all sucking back, looking at each other, mm-hmm. it, just, it just gives Kelly's Callisto more fuel. Soft um, as butter out in front, it should yeah, be. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon well, Cal- price here, Kelly's. I was uh, I was about three twenty, so it's about about right at the mm-hmm. moment. I was actually expecting it to come up shorter. Did it come up shorter? And then a, it's- a tiny bit. Okay, of it, yeah, a tiny right. bit. Yep. Uh, because it just looks so obvious to me, mm-hmm. and um, that I think I think phone. Not me- the type of horse we want to hop in at too no. heavily at the three three twenty though. I, even how soft as the map does look. Yeah, does it look a little bit too? Too soft. Too easy. Yeah, I, I, I think you'd back Chris Parnham in. He's riding well, and I think you'd, you'd back him in to pull the trigger at the right time and try and get him off the bit. So he's very likely to have Glamour Pact on his back and Mr. Cunifer, um, uh on the back of Glamour Pact there. So, I mean, he'd be pretty confident, I reckon, he can shake off Glamour Pact. So, yeah, look, I, I think he'll be um, very hard to uh, – uh, very hard to catch, but he's just, as I said, he's not a horse. Yeah, I really he's not know. one of yours. I don't want to guts in at 320 now. Nah. Kelly's Callisto on top for me. As I said, 320. Yeah, I'm a little bit with Terry there, but uh, maybe um, 350 bigger might be uh, more mm-hmm. enticing. The, I, I also like Mr. Cunifer. I reckon third up, mile. The name or the horse? The horse <laughs> and the name. Uh, <laughs> but this. Uh, he, did he start? He didn't start all that badly last yeah, last time. Yeah, he was only about he was only about a half length. He can he can muster though, can't he? I just yeah okay. So Mister Cunifer, the lack of speed probably suits a suits him. Yeah, his, uh, kicks as well. Yeah. So if he can just step cleanly, he's gonna he's gonna be a factor for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, just building, building the late splits have been good, but they've been he's been entitled to because he hasn't really done much work early. But late splits have been good, first up, second up. If he can step better, land a bit closer, Jason Whiting, rails in run, angling out into space on straightening. If the runs come, I think Mr. Cunifer is going to be make things very interesting. Yeah. That was the blueprint for success last campaign, wasn't it? The yep. two wins were exactly the same as that. And if you look at the races, you'd think aesthetically, um, Crystal Valley and Mr. Cunifer. So one goes for the rails run between horses. That's Mr. Cunifer and Crystal Valley comes out wide. Um, Crystal Valley obviously finishes a couple of lengths in front of Mr. Cunifer, but it was a unimpeded run and was entitled to do so with the clear air that uh, he found out wide. So it's, it's a different story when you have to pick up and sprint and change direction underneath runners to just getting wide and being able to let down um, and stride in that sense. So that's why I'm not um, necessarily favouring Crystal Valley to Mr. Carnaby here. Okay. Race number six is the Amelia Park Handicap. This is a graduation. 1MW, 1,500 metres. Now, we see some recent, I guess, informed horses on the provincial circuit making their way to town. They're ready now to – They've always a couple of these horses have always looked like they were going to um, turn into Saturday class horses, mm. i.e. Beret. Mexicola, they get their opportunity to show us what they're made of. However, this isn't a bad little race. There's um, there's a good, some good uh, race fit, inform horses such as uh, Tiffa Spoken. What about Moses and No Surrender? There's a few ways you can play this race, Guru. What did what did you end up on? Um, I'm I'm not really in any camp too heavily here, to be honest with you. As you said, this is a race. There'll be a million different opinions, and it can go a million different ways. Yeah. One horse I wanted to ask you about: Bernard Beret. Do you think Beret, um, do you think Beret potentially, I know he's, he's won two at the 1400, steps up to the 1500 here. Do you think Beret is maybe a sprinter? Do you think, is he going to see out the 1500 metres? I thought 
while that's a weird old Bunbury track, and I'm, I'm pretty happy putting lines through some horses at Bunbury, I thought that he was a little – she, sorry, was a little disappointing um, not – knocking off Peppy Jake there. She had her beaten and she gave up the ghost yeah. with about 50 to go. And if you go back to her last run, last campaign, uh, and albeit that was off a two-month freshen up, so I'm happy to um, forgive that one more. So she peaked on her run and Speedy Miss got her um, by a length and a half there as well. So what what are we doing with Beret? Put that down to the track, put that down to a bit of forgiveness and the trial on the first up run were just super. Um, that first up win was uh, the, the numbers on that day were – it's franked too. Yeah. Angelique's famed ran a couple of bolters and Miss Ivy League won next start. Yeah, it's, it's almost as if she really thrived on the strong tempo but also being backish. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she was just a touch – she was worse than midfield on that occasion. Whereas the other day she was slow away. Lacta had to um, ask her to quicken to hold her mm-hmm. and to quicken through and hold her position. And then when, um, then when it got tough late, Peppy Jack was um, out-muscled her. Mm-hmm. So – is she a little bit chinky? I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think the jury's a little bit out on Beret. I think this is we're going to find out a lot more about her on Sunday. I agree. And with Pike going on from the good alley, there's there's options there for the team. And I always um, just thought she was going to come up short. So I was sort of looking to um, get her beaten. Get her beaten, yeah. Yeah, the $3. I've marked her favourite, but the $3 is under my quote. This, like, this market is one of those markets that's basically mirroring my current market. So I can't get too excited about a huge amount it's it's one thing and it's really the theme of the day bj is that there's um there is a lot of races with just one leader and yeah. this is another like no surrender is going to get this soft as butter out in front chrissy parnham goes on is a horse that's been going super for mitch but um i think mitch is on holiday at the minute yeah. um I, I think no surrender might have found his level here though i don't know if um i don't know if he can add another win to that uh, to that long list but if if the inside pad's playing hot and horses on speed and leading a suited then no surrender really does come into it you would have been on losing ticket last start no i wasn't on losing ticket last start i had a probably had a different bet in the race so i probably did have a losing ticket regent star uh, I actually didn't have a bet that race. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that was the only afternoon I've taken off for 2020. <laughs> That's right. Went up to the Swan Valley. Yeah. Didn't watch one race that afternoon. And you come a, back just refreshed. Come back refreshed. And uh, yeah, can't. Um, can't make a yeah. Um, where was I going? Mexicola, big fella. Goes well. Roman Flirt's a tough competitor. I thought Ooh. he went super first up. Um, got chopped out at the wrong stage in the straight behind Peppy Jack and, and Bear Ray. Um, Improved up underneath horses, which did. is always a good I sign. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I think Roman Flirt's a true racehorse. She, she, she is a true race. I said the same thing <laughs> to Dan Pierce this morning when we had him on um, the SEN show. So he, sorry, she, she, sorry. Miss Roman Flirt. Uh, she, um, yeah, she, she gives me the feel of a real competitive racehorse. So Tiff has spoken, drawn one. The last two, everyone will be saying deep throughout, deep throughout, soft run here. But three back the fence, is, is that going to be Tiff has spoken's go, picking up and sprinting through them? We saw that type of run three starts ago with Harvey on. Where, Lead, leaders back, I reckon. Yeah, it does. Yeah, potentially leaders yeah. back. It'll be interesting how that maps early. It's, it's, it's either that leaders yeah. back or a pair further back. But um, no, I can just keep talking. I'm not really going to go anywhere here, BJ. The one I, I think might get out to a big price on Betfair, um, if they do run, it's dual nommed for a meeting shortly after, is um, Eurasia. Um, Eurasia's best form um, probably just, just about wins this race. Yeah. Um, don't like not seeing Sean McGrady, the number one stable jock on board, but um, forget Eurasia went around on the 28th of November when they went forward from an awkward alley and just gassed, absolutely gassed himself. And the previous effort with uh, Snaggers, Sardelicon, was, um, again, Snaggers drew wide and was forced to do a fair bit of work. First up, 1,500. I thought that was a super effort. 
um, at Albany. So Eurasia's got form around some really nice horses, and um, I think Eurasia can run a race if you're looking for one at a price on the day. Snaggers. Snaggers. Who? Right on the Barbie. Snaggers Sardellic. I heard. Uh, Who came up with that? I've heard it on the race call a couple of times, but he used to be a butcher. Yes, he I did. I presume that's where yeah. it came from. So the Snaggers, rock, yeah. The, rock, the Rockingham um, butcher. Listen to the win of Caddy Hustle probably a couple of months ago, and over the line he goes, uh, Light up your Barbie. Light up the Barbie. Snaggers Sardellery. Oh, I can't remember. Sardellic is cooking tonight or something. I can't It was a really good call, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I've just adopted it since then. Snaggers. Snaggers. That's a good one. Mm. Snaggers. Hopefully we'll get Snaggers to town soon. Yes. Snaggers Sardellic. Mm. Yeah. For- so I just didn't tip anything, did I? I just spoke for five minutes. Are we going to lay Barrow? Is that? No. We're not no. Laying- no, we're definitely not laying Barrow. Okay. No, no. It'll be going in all quaddies and everything of that nature. But yeah. um, three bucks is just below mine. That's all. I got Barrow 390. This is this is almost last chance for Tiffa spoken for me. Mm. I'm just starting to question whether this horse has a real knockout punch, or, or whether he's um, or whether he's happy just competing. If you know what I mean. And uh, but he's been three wide, no cover the entire his last two. Gate one, no excuses on Saturday. If he can begin well, leaders back. If no surrender, just gives that little bit. Of, if Chrissy Parnham gives no surrender, a bit of a squeeze. Uh, on the bend and maybe tries to pinch it, I suppose. Tiffa Spoken is going to get sucked into the race. If he can then work his way into clear galloping room at the top of the stray, this is this is his race, Tiffa Spoken. Um, uh, 59 kilos, touch of a steadier, however, from, from one, quick back up, rock hard now. If he's going to win one in this this grade, this is his race, Tiffa Spoken. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm a bit... I really would like to see Beret do it. So although I think she's obviously – I marked her favourite, but uh, along within her current price, I um, and she's obviously going to take a stack of beating, especially with Pike going on, replacing Romoli third up as well. Uh, let's see what she's made of on Saturday. And um, I don't know, I, th- I thought What About Moses was really strong late in that race won by Distant Trilogy last start. There might be an inferior form one. Distant Trilogy Whack and Tanker? Yeah, potentially. Just the way that race was run as well. It was suited by certain horses were suited. Cert, certain horses were off the bit a long way from home. It's just I don't know if that's a formula we're gonna I'm gonna use going forward. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was good though. He's continuing to to race well, but uh and in saying that, Mexicola carried sixty kilos and let down like he had fifty four on his back mm. underneath Brad Willis second like- up at Northern. Uh, Indominus ran second. He came out and raced well last Saturday, so he's a uh, he's a chance as well. So yeah, there's plenty of horses who you could make a case for on this. For me, I think this is D Day for Tiffa Spoken. I'm going to go one more time with uh, the Sharon Miller trained Alan Kennedy ridden Tiff has spoken. Learn a lot about the two favourites and Tiff has spoken and Barry here. So. Yeah, interesting race. I'm going to say suggest two what late bets. I'm going to be waiting and I'm going to back Roman Flirt Eurasia. Both win only. Hopefully we can get some 30s Eurasia and 13, 14 Roman Flirt. I think late. So that's going to be my sort of plan. Little specs. Not expecting a huge amount, but went in Rome, BJ. Went in Rome. Two is a Roman. So race seven. Did, Glenn, you, get, did you get that? Yes. Roman, Roman Flirt. Flirt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Race seven is the Glenroy Chaff handicap. It's another uh, special condition. Chaff. 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 Red bags. Chaff. Another special conditions graduation. This time over the twelve hundred meters, and we see the return of quite a sharp little mare. Actually, mm. lipstick flickers. Who? I don't know. I thought that she might have been uh, off to the breeding barn, but here she is. Lipstick flickers, resuming, coming off a very hot trial win. 
Larkhill, 14th of December. Sean McGruddy, Todd Harvey, Lipstick Flickers. Looks like she's uh, going to have a stack of admirers resuming from a 252-day break at Ascot this Saturday. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard that. Crip mentioned to me this morning that he thought she was going to Breeding Barn too. So I actually, I must have missed that information. I probably just, uh, that's 252 days ago was their last start. So I've probably just uh, pushed it out in that period. It's only a small amount I can fit in, BJ, unfortunately. Um, two horse race for me. Firstly, from a speed map point of view. Um, and I found, I thought the, the map and the barrier draw here was so essential um, for the two I'm talking about, a lipstick flickers and sweet strawberry, which won't be any surprise at the top of the market. Sweet strawberry. Yeah. Um, so you've got Agent J and we've got B Quick. I'm expecting them to probably lead and breeze. Yep. Um, one, maybe content sitting, crossing. That just something will happen there. So from there, we have drawn wide. Vital Blast will come across and want to be part of it. Might end up leading up a three-wide line. But Lipstick Flickers likes to race on speed. Um, races with cover quite often, but that's usually in third or third, fourth, fifth. Yep. No worse than that. Um, with Sweet Strawberry, actually has reasonable gate speed as well. So Sweet Strawberry, William Pike, it'll be very interesting here. If um, One thing we know about Pike is he's, he's aware of usually who his biggest danger is. He'll know that Lipstick Flickers is probably his biggest danger here. So watch him make Sean McGrady either sit deep or work to get in, in front of him and then hold the back of Lipstick Flickers here. I just think a horse with a bit of race fitness. Um, and I expected going into this race to find Lipstick as one of my best of the day. Like this, this is what I expected going into the race. And I've ended up the other way and I found Sweet, uh, sweet Strawberry. I know that that was a, a really suitable setup map-wise in that class three at, um, at Bunbury the other day. But the way Sweet Strawberry accelerated, the way she accelerated was really, really impressive. Pikey put her, he was surprised. You could tell. He, oh, hang on. She's going super. Yeah. yeah. And she's always been a mare who has had a lot of talent. He must, have been, either, he must have been listening to your uh, theory about easing them down on the line to, well, to, he, to spare ratings points, Terry, because exactly he was very right. kind to her late. Well, she got four still, actually, which is surprising. You usually only get three in the country. So she did get the four. So they did must have noticed that. At least that. she didn't get the five, like Bella's Idol. Watch anyway. laugh off. Yeah. <laughs> Watch La Farola earlier in the day. If La Farola runs a good race, then be a little bit more confident with Street Strawberry too. Yes. But uh, she could have won. I think Sweet Strawberry could have won that by two and a half, not one length. Um, I'm, I'm just backing Pikey in to grab the back of uh, Lipstick Flickers here or hold Lipstick Flickers out. And um, I saw enough in that um, little burst of acceleration to suggest that Sweet Strawberry might be the horse that, um, that the Luthwaite camp as hope she could be. I've marked them. This is what I like about this race is I've marked them. Um, three fifty sweet strawberry, four dollars ten lipstick flickers, BJ, mm. and we are currently talking uh, five dollars sweet strawberry and uh, four dollars lipstick flickers. So really happy just getting involved, sweet strawberry. If you want to play it super safe? I, I don't believe that um, be quick and sassy trader, especially sassy trader, deserve to be that short in the market. So you you can just about chop out and square the race up with lipstick flickers. But um, current markets, I'm just going to hop into sweet strawberry, and I'm really happy with the five bucks. To be honest with you. In the leg up, I've tipped Lipstick Flickers to beat Sweet Strawberry. However, in my market, I marked them equal. Mm. Four so Sweet Strawberry for you then? $4. Mm. So $4 the pair. Why I landed on Lipstick Flickers is I feel as though she's raced She's she's racing against some really good horses over the journey and competed competed well. And I expect her to have that bit of freshness in her legs first up to be able to zip across, carry the 59 and still be sharp at the end of 1,200. Where are we mapping a 1-1? One, 1-1. One? One, one. Straight into the 1-1. One, one. I'm actually 
surprise you asked terry i thought that, might, <laughs> <laughs> thought that was a given um every time yeah. you say it they land without fail in the one one so um there is a big chance she does though yes and uh yeah i just really like i've got a strong opinion of mood swings who we'll be talking about soon i just mm. even though there's probably be, probably a weight differential between victoria corva on just uh, lipstick flickers and was it geordie turner do you on know mood what is yes do you know what is her minimum riding weight is i was really really interested to ask you that question if tell you know, me vix no i don't know oh, okay. i was gonna ask you i, I would say she had to be low 50s yeah, yeah i've never seen her hit her minimum riding weight yeah. so you know obviously yeah, yeah i've never seen that occur so yeah. actually i'd love i'd love for there to be weights in trials vic or just Victoria, like jockeys weight listed, so we know what they're carrying. Yes, as well. Victoria Corva. Yes, good steer on Avalon Bay. That's what so. I wanted to say. Mm, that was a ten. I was watching that race, and I was like, "Oh, I feel a bit sorry for Victoria Corva here. She's just going to get absolutely pushed around by Pikey." Oh, and he couldn't. Yeah. He, he couldn't even shift her. Yeah. He, he looked out, and she looked down at him and said, "Nah, you're not coming out." And like, he, he couldn't. She wouldn't budge, and it was. I was just like, "Hang on, what's and." Like it's not pretty, far from the ride of 2020, I reckon, just a bit. It was. I, I didn't did have Pikey, a cent on. Did Pikey get outridden a bit? Uh, someone just said no. That's all. I reckon Pikey would have gone back to the rooms afterwards and gone up to her and said like, "Well ridden, like you didn't, you didn't give me an inch." Like it was like Paul Harvey was one of the is one of Chris Parnham, Paul did, Harvey, Jared Noski. They're few of Brad Parn. They they wouldn't give. They would be ones that said, "No, Pike, you're not coming out." Especially the pont. The pont's big on that. No, yeah, yeah. Not, even if his is gone. I mean, the horse was, horse, was, horse was. Horse was. I wouldn't expected that. Yeah, horse was traveling. Yeah. However, Pikey was like looking at, it and you could see he was just edging, edging, yeah. edging. She said, "No." Uh, what was the horse? As well, sentimental hero. Hero. Yeah. And and yeah, and in a driving finish. I actually v, didn't have a bet in the race, v so Corver. I actually got to enjoy it properly. V and I actually, yeah, out, out Bob the Wizard, hundred percent. So well done, good on her. Tip of the hat, absolute ten out of ten from a wide gate. So, um, yeah, she tell you what, she probably a bit stiff not to be. Um, oh, she might be riding elsewhere. There's a few mates. Yeah, she might yeah, be in Esperance or Albany. Could have been a good race to claim actually, probably. Of course, it goes forward. But um, back to the race. I was yes. just about to say that the weight differential between Victoria Corva on Lipstick Flickers and Geordie Turner on Mood Swings yes. may have played a part in the result of that particular trial. However, you still had to uh, respect the way that Lipstick Flickers performed on that it's occasion. Huge. Good trial, sharp, mm -hmm. ready to go. Toddy Harvey, breathing fire first up, Lipstick, lipstick Flickers on top. However, in, as I said, to lead off my spiel, Switch Strawberry is uh, currently over the odds with the, with the current markets. It's all about over the odds for me, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Two horse race. Two horse race. Yeah, and I'm even now sort of considering just um, yeah, you can chop the other one. Five bucks, make it your main bet. So you sort of had three parts, sweet strawberry, one part lipstick flickers. I'd feel really comfortable with that. So may uh, may look at going down that path. Anyway, BJ, the last lead up to the PC, the Perth Cup, the ATA Stakes listed race over the 2200, 22. 100 metres, looking forward to some cricket on Boxing Day morning. The 2,200 metres, I just sounded South African, didn't I? <laughs> Tony oh, Greg. I'm, I'm going to stop that. Yeah, it did sound a little bit. I was going for Richie and I ended up as Tony. Yeah. Um, okay, there has not been another Terry, jockey. Terry's got a bit of uh, bit of ATA stakes trauma after that mastermind. Um, oh, yeah. Went. I don't have to talk about it. So <laughs> one thing we need to point out is Nerf Boss, your current $2.30 favourite, Bradley Parnham won't be riding. Um, I am presuming. Who's the pilot? Has there been any change yet? There hasn't been announced, no. Yep. I'm going to make the presumption looking at who has a ride, who doesn't have rides, who is who rides for that stable, it will be Jason Brown. Well, he has deputised aboard KC in the railway and for Stevie, uh, and he, he picked up the ride on Nerf Bosk as well. Yeah, yep. so I'm presuming that will be Jason Brown, BJ, um, I've narrowed it down to a two-horse and Nerf Bosk and Money Maher. In saying that, I wouldn't be 
completely surprised to see something else win the race. But um, look, for me, not a big betting. Dark musket? That would surprise me greatly. Um, I love the old boy. Yeah, they're setting up for the Jericho, surely. Um, but I um, I can't get excited at the current prices. With And, and, and no, definitely no is knock money, on Jason Is money Brown. her short at $5 or? I had short, I'm, saying, yeah, I'm just about to go into that okay. actually. Tell, so me, I, um, tell me more. I um, no knock on Jason Brown, but I really do like the way Brad and Nerf Boss get along. Yep. Um, Nerf Boss failed the one time Jason wrote, uh, albeit in a harder race, and um, it, it's not Jason's fault in the slightest, but it clearly goes nicely for Brad Parnham. You can just tell they really uh, click together. So the current pro, I, I marked him with Brad on, I think I marked him 240 Nerf Boss, 430 Money Maher. I'd probably have to swing that closer to 320 Nerf Boss, 380 Money Maher. Money Maher drew a barrier, I'd declare it probably, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, Money Maher, first up, um, Deep the trip over in the Asian Bow, beaten 3.1. Um, second up, deep the trip in the Carbine Club, beaten 1.9. Behind? Uh, Nerf Boss gets yeah. a three and a half kilo swing on that run. How's that? Three and a half? Two and a half, three and a half, two and a half. Two and a half kilo swing on that run. Then ran third, lumping uh, the three big and, weights. Three and a half, you're up. It is three and a half? Yep. Oh, sorry, it's 54 now, yeah. Yep. So three and a half kilo, good, nice weight swing. Uh, and it carted Nerf Boss into the race. Uh, third up was held up. Key moments in the straight. This probably wasn't run to suit, but it was a really nice effort, I Good thought, run. over the mile yep. with the 59. And then in the Towton was a uh, tough, tough old watch for any money for her backers. They've ended up going forward, which I don't think they would have wanted to do. Then taking a sit in the back of telling we're coming. Horses then come around three wide. So after doing all the work to go forward, you've ended up with cover and you've ended up being held up and you're still bolting in the straight. So it was, look, a, it was a train wreck for Joey it, as a party. It certainly was. Mm. Something um, Brittany Taylor said to us when she was on the show, and it's something I, I like to learn as much as I can as we talk uh, about learning. I learned a lot about um, what Brittany was saying about horses in the yard, but also horses coming back from injury. That's something I probably haven't factored in enough in my form and it's something – in recent weeks, I've thought more so about um, in regards to what Brittany said that episode. But uh, Money Maher, that's what worries me. It's just, just can we still see a peak performance with the right run from Money Maher? Has so, he still got it? Has he still got it? Yeah. But the, the biggest issue for Money Maher is the barrier. Like um, there isn't much speed in this. Part of me thinks just go forward and breeze outside Taxigano. But whether the bigger picture is the Perth Cup and we don't want to have a breezing gassing run now, do they just try and jag him out? The thing is Taxigano is not going to be going – not going, to be, not going to be breaking any no, records. Exactly right. So tough old map for uh, Money Maher here, but um, yeah, Nerf Bosk is paper thin. It's, to be honest, not a race I want to get too excited about, BJ. Can you give me any more Zip and Zam? I cannot give you either of those things, mm. Terry. Zoom. Neither Zip nor Zam mm. nor Zoom. Uh, mate, the, 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 the riding change has thrown this race in – well, the has – Throwing this race into a little bit of uh, disarray for me. I just thought Nerf Boss would win this and win this well, and then uh, could be one of the one or two or three lightweight, um, lightweight chances of taking it up to truly great and trap the fools in the Perth Cup in next Saturday. I think he'll still win um, that Towton Cup performance. Uh, uh, starting at the Carbine Club, that was a really really good performance. Rated well. Um, I'm not sure what happened in the Kingston Town. Is that a bit of a mystery performance or mm. not sure? Um, Towton Cup sat back, was uh, was a slowly run race, held up, but I think he ended up over 2,200 metres. He's ended up running either, I'm pretty sure it was the second fastest last 200 metres of the whole day um, on the 12th of December. So that was um, significant. I think it was like 3.3 lengths above benchmark for the final 200 metre split on that occasion. So that was the performance of a horse who's 
obviously happy, healthy, and in really good order. The, um, we're still, as I said, we're still waiting to see who's going to be replacing the injured Brad Parnham. I still think Nerf Boss will win. I had Nerf Boss two twenty five, and Money Maher six dollars. I still still want to see it from Money Maher, but. In fairness to the horse, he hasn't really had an opportunity yet to show us. Zilch. So, Absolutely zilch. Um, so for me, I just thought this was a pretty good um, put-in takeout job, really, for Nerf Busk en route to the to Perth Cup. I just wanted to ask you. I think Utgard Loki. I don't know whether I think he's happy to run your seconds, thirds, and fourths in this at this level. Yep. Um, what do we make of a horse like Mystery Miss? Could she be the horse with pipe back on up over a trip? This is going to be a soft speed. Um, she likes it a bit. She doesn't like the real extreme tempos. Mystery Miss is going to be able to gather her thoughts. I think she does like the – well, the yeah. one when she had last campaign was when um, my Greek boy went mad out in front. She mm. was the last man standing – last girl standing. Yeah. But that was a horrible race. And she was, back, she was back yeah, off it. They all stopped and she yeah. just sort of walked past. And I think Mystery Miss is gone as a horse. Yeah. But – I don't think it's impossible to win this race because it's so thin. If Money Maher has to breeze, and it might not, it might resent that. If if Nerf Boss doesn't go for Jason Brown, I mean, there's nothing else in this race. And if like, they walk again, and then there's a mid race move like the other day, exactly right. It, Pike's just patient. Yeah, yeah, Pike's just the like, patient one. I mean, Juice, the, Juicing Carrots was a good enough win last week, uh, fourteen days ago, to to go on and win this again as well. Yeah. Chris Parnham goes on from Barrier One. Yeah. So, oh, I just this just looks ugly to me, BJ. It's this race, sticky, if, icky, if I can get some six. Dollars plus money for her late on Betfair. That might be my go, but otherwise I'll probably just um, I'll steer clear. I think. Yeah, I might just. just I'm just start counting my truly great money. I might just. Um, it's already in the spreadsheet. Isn't it, it is already in the spreadsheet. Yeah, I um I'm gonna stay out. The only way if I, that anything that might tempt tempt me is a big price tax to go on her late on Betfair. Oh, <clears throat> gonna give the uh, the fighting um, the fighting I can't call him the fighting tiger the uh, the fighting gelding the fighting <laughs> Regano gelding the taxa. <laughs> Uh, he's um, he hasn't had much luck this prep, but um, I think he I don't know he might have lost those. We, we mentioned earlier in his um earlier in the campaign that um sometimes when a horse wins unexpectedly, a stayer wins unexpectedly over a shorter trip, for some reason they've been trained a little bit differently or they're they're set up, it they're changed, functioning, yeah, they're functioning things, a bit yeah. differently, and he hasn't turned up to the same level over the staying journey. In saying that, he hasn't had much luck either. So uh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Be Willa could be the key. Could be. Yeah. Could so, be. Yep. But yeah, that would be the only thing that would entice me. Otherwise, I'll what, what do you need? 16 I'll, plus type thing? Yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah. so. 16, yeah. 17, 18. I think that's fair. Uh, that would be the only thing that would possibly entice me because I think at his best, he can take it right up to um, Nerf Bosk. I'm 11, Taxagano, third favourite. Okay. Yeah, so. That's, that's, that's all I have to add to the mm -hmm. ATA. And if Nerf Bosk runs, wins, and wins well, then, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing how that all plays out when we're talking Perth Cup next Is there Saturday. a penalty? There's no penalties. Well, he is a- 97, I think. 97. I think the race is a- It would mean he cops a- If he got four points for the win, it would mean he carries more than the- um, What was What's the minimum rating in the race? 14, well, if it's 100, so must be 96. I think it's no, a, no, 98. 98. 98. Six. Oh, 54 minimum. Yeah. 54 minimum. No, 53 okay. minimum. 53 minimum. So, so was seven it? points would make truly great 100. Oh, truly great 112. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I was yeah. thinking truly great 110. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's a 98 plus. So the win does matter because it will. Will he cop the extra kilo and a half or whatever kilo it is? Oh, we'll see what the handicappers come mm, up with. Okay. But, yeah. I don't know what the precedence is in that sense. So. Yeah. Um, just on the Perth Cup weights. Yes. If you. I reckon Trap for Fools is well weighted at 59, right? Mm -hmm. It gets in half a kilo above weight for age for 2,400 meters in. January, truly great gets in half a kilo above 
wait for age for being a five-year-old 2,500 metres in January. Mm -hmm. Truly great has beaten Trap for Fools twice at wait for age, mm -hmm. this prep. If you were Trap for Fools, do you think you're – a kilo between you and Truly Great is fair? Well, it's not about fair. It's, it's about ratings, isn't it? Yeah, it's but just where they're at. Yeah. You can't just change the rating and say what's fair. It's probably not fair that Midnight Blue is only a 79 rider. He'll end up a 95 rider in time. All no, these horse, well, son of a god, to 78 rider. He'll end well, up a 100 rider. I think, I think the only reason he is the, the rating that he is is because he won that. Yeah, and that's that's, that's racing. Cup, which was a bit of a – Dig Deep got the 20 points for the carry cutter. That's, that's just racing, isn't it? Well, are you, you going to be defensive because no. you're <laughs> you want truly great to win? So, don't worry, mate, I want truly great to win too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I just see if I was trapped for four, I would have liked maybe a little bit more wiggle room. But that's. Do so um, you think they should have popped truly great up to a 114 or something? No, no, I just think that that Towton Cup win mm -hmm. has was a bit of a. It was a not. How many points did he get for that? He got two because he was yeah. he was carrying 62. he was carrying a kilo less than he should have because of the maximum yep. top weight. Anyway, whatever. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, Terry's Terry's happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the main thing, listeners. I'm, I'm talking out of my pocket. <laughs> that's the main thing, listeners. All right. Anyway, that's the ATA stakes. Done. That's the ATA stakes. But what's this one called, BJ? That was the ATA stakes. Yeah. Mm, this yes. one is the get out stakes. Terry, yes. how, how do we how do we spell uh, the get out? S T E A K S. Correct. Queen. Correct. <laughs> it's get out stakes time, listeners. The extremely popular Twitter-based competition. It's extreme. Uh, brought to you by Market City Meats. I was at Market City Meats this morning. Actually, yeah. the largest retail butcher shop in. See Perth. Timmy Hewitt. I saw Timmy mm. Hewitt. I gave him a one-one truckers yeah. cap for Christmas. Merry bloody Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. He, I couldn't. You can wipe the smile off his face. So. so that uh, the, the Market City Meats is located at the Kingvale Markets on Bannister Road. Now. Timmy Hewitt, as we said, he runs the show. He's got an outstanding team at his disposal. Say g'day. Timmy will take the best of care with you and all your small goods needs. Um, Timmy went for the grey, actually. Yeah. The grey and black. You, you're big on the grey? Yeah, been rolling the grey. Uh, he'll look very, very smart mm -hmm. on Christmas Day with the uh, with the one one hat on his lemon. Now uh, congrats to last week's winner, Matt Sheridan. Now, this fellow, Matt Sheridan, he uh, – this is starting to crop up a bit, actually. Mm -hmm. He's won the Mastermind twice and now he's a dual get-out stakes competition. Oh. And from, from all reports from Market City Meats, he was the first customer there Monday morning picking up oh, his, like uh, his, his juicy sirloins from Timmy Hewitt and the team at Market City Meats, banging down the door. He's keen. Get... <laughs> he's hungry. <laughs> he's a bit peckish, Matty Sheridan. Understandable. Yes. So uh, – Congratulations, Matt. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes competition, race nine at Ascot on ATA Stakes Day, please submit your, uh, I guess, your response at the 1-1 one -one pod on Twitter. Who you think will win race nine, a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, and, of course, how can we forget the Sam White rule? Terry? First in, best dressed. Correct. So uh, that is the Get Out Stakes. Make sure you get them in early. Punters shop early, and um, yeah, and if you need some, well, it's probably a bit late now. But if you if you need some late uh, Christmas and New Year's supplies, go see the team at Market City Meats Guru. New Year's, plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, well, this might be uh, this might be Boxing Day, but I reckon this race is probably the biggest gift 
of the festive season, BJ. We've Ooh. saved the best. It's been a long time since I've been excited about one in the last. Rubbing and, um, your hands with glee. I liked, uh, yeah, uh, there was a long period there where I, I thought uh, the last was always my go-to race. I just always happened to find. Uh, is this like when? Well, then again, it started last week, didn't it, yeah. with the champ? Yeah, the Did people's horse. Yeah, the people's horse. Is this, um, is this like when you're a kid and you you like you you can tell that you're getting a bike for Christmas? Well, yeah. I'll tell you How good time. was that? Got a scorcher this one. You one of those remote control cars, and my sister was pretty upset with her set. She reckons she got the B set of presents, so she's picked up me scorcher and lobbed it as far as she could just a thousand bits me scorcher gone Is that so right? yeah no you wouldn't read about it so not sure where that story uh, came from thanks but, april um, yeah merry, no merry but, um, christmas i reckon i'll be able to buy a few scorches after this race though bj so i've marked one even money here a flat even money i've marked this the same price as son of a god bj I am just – I don't know what I'm missing. I don't know if I'm just getting a little bit Bush. over the top, a little bit uh, – A little o- bit – Overzealous? Well, it's, it's unlike me to get to get overzealous. You know that. <laughs> a little bit uh, a little bit excitable. Um, but over a 1,000 metres, if we get a runner um, that basically gets given its own way out in front with no weight and it's arguably the best horse in the race, like, are you, are you serious? Like, is this a – is this, is this, I don't know, to me it just, uh, to me it just uh, it ticks a lot of boxes. You're beating around the bush, Terry. Tell us. I am beating around the bush. Well, it's mood swings, obviously. So from a speed map point of view, the only horses here that have any type of gate speed are mood swings and Sterling Estate. Sterling Estate isn't necessarily always the quickest horse out of the machine. So mood swings, breezes are worst, potentially, um, potentially even crosses and finds the fence. Thought the recent trial was good enough um, alongside Lipstick Flickers, uh, expecting Lipstick Flickers to run a good race, as we mentioned in the seventh earlier in the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mood Swings has got form around the likes of Bright Diamond, Levitate, Indian Pacific. I think I think George went a few runs too many towards the end of that prep, um, drew a couple of sticky gates as well, but freshened up, uh, best figures, easily good enough. The map is soft, carries only the 54 kilos. The biggest danger for mine and, and for most people's is your current market elect. I can't believe Mood Swings isn't your current market elect. Uh, is Forest War. I believe Forest War is going to have a big, big future. But from barrier 12, with no speed in the race for a back marker, even with W Pike going on, I mean, is the task just going to be too big for Forest War to, to make up ground on what shouldn't be a hot tempo over a 1,000? It's very simply, if you've got a good horse on speed over a 1,000 on a moderate tempo, they're going to win more often than not. So... Look, I, I just – if this is coming to the track anywhere near 100%, I, I can't have mood swings getting beaten here, BJ. The five bucks is – this is probably the best price of 2020. Best betting proposition. Best betting proposition. Of just 2020. About, just about, yeah. Just about. I have the, I have minor reservations on the the smaller trainer um, and, and the trust we have in George Dupree, but last time he brought him to the track, and he's had a lot of first-up winners, George, as well. So, um, yeah, doesn't, pretty – Doesn't do a bad job. George. No, no, with his small team does a very nice job. So, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty keen if you can't tell. So, what's the other speed in the race? Is there, are we looking at Dia Delarazzo coming across? Yeah, potentially Dia Delarazzo. It's could, funny. Well, that, it's not jumping. A good plan tr- leads in trials, but doesn't doesn't lead in races. Or? Yeah, a good plan can show some gate speed and um, and roll forward as well. Um, Dia Delarazzo can jump and, and put itself into the race, but Dia Delarazzo hasn't been jumping all that well in recent uh, in recent outings. I presume with the apprentice going on, the plan will be to jump and just be aggressive, even if it means sitting three deep the trip um, with the fifty one. I think they'll attack. be fine with that. Yeah, yeah. just attack. But Mum's um, my hero. Night voyage. Shinju sits behind him. Damn ready like a jaguar. Forest war. 
and Tycoon Legend, they literally have no gate speed. Yeah. Those, those, those lots. So, um, look, yeah, I think Mood Swings ends up in front. Might, if something goes mad, a good plan or Dea Della Arts, it might have to hand up and end up in the 1 1 type yeah. thing. But, um, yeah, I think Mood Swings is uh, going to have a serious field position on a horse like Forest War, who Pikey might have to ride a little bit more aggressive early to try and find a spot, which then might be taking him out of his comfort zone. Forest War is also second up off a long break, and yeah. I'm always wary about a horse second up off a long break. So, look, there's, there's only one way I'm going here. Um, Mood Swings, a clear, clear, clear elect. It would take a, a gem from Pikey in the last. Mm. I'm aware of the irony in that. Yeah. Uh, it would take a gem from Pikey in the last if the real Mood swings turns up bj yeah big fan of mood swings i've got him leading as well but i've landed with i'm going to go with forest war pikey pikey tell me how tell me how mm. uh, tell me jeremy how jeremy how well um i've got i guess he's going to have as you said he's going to have to be a little bit more positive than he would normally like. He's either got two options. He either goes back and looks for inside runs or he's three wide with cover. I think the pattern of the day will be dependent on how he handles Forest War. I'm suspecting he's going to land three wide with cover, uh, get, get sucked into the race, peeling out into the lanes, into the middle and uh, trying to utilise Forest War's closing speed. Does Forest War have the closing speed to make up the head start Mood Swings? Terry seems to think that Mood Swings is going to um, have the... Uh, well, not only is Mood Swings going to get the lead, but it's also got the talent and the class to um, to, to get it done from out in front. I just, for me, this is just a feel thing. I um, it was a flip of, flip of the coin, really. But I just, I've got a um, soft spot for Forest War. I think that he's got a um, he's got a, a level of talent that's going to take him a long way if he can stay sound. And um, same goes for Mood Swings. But I, th I thought. Forest War first up loomed like he was going to win and just looked as though he needed the run behind, you know, the behind Resort Man and, sorry, Platinum Bullet and Resort Man was finished a close up fifth. But um, just prior to the corner, he was tracking up so strongly that he just got onto heels and Jade had to just pull back and go go around, which cost him a little bit of ground and momentum and ended up having to to cover, um, to I guess, to move out, plot, plot a wider path than, than preferred. Forest War elevating second up with that run under his belt, uh, coiled up. I think Forrest Warren, like a Jaguar, will be making, um, putting in the big strides late to try and get over the top of mood swings. And uh, I'm just backing Forrest War in to get the job done. Prices. I marked, uh, where are we? I was, interestingly, I'm just checking now. I was equal favorites. Forrest War, 380, mood swings, 380. So mood swings. Mm. We, uh, it's a really, really interesting one with Forest War, isn't it? It's a type of horse that I love W Pike going on. Because yes. a, a sit and sprint horse, he just gets so much extra out of him. And you were right, it was a bit stiff last start yeah. behind Platinum Bullet. That race maybe was set up for horses with the sit and whatnot. But um, yeah, I can 100% see it. I feel a little bit dirty to some degree being so confident about a horse other um, than Forest War here, which really ticks a lot of my boxes, but but you can see I why you can see why it's four eighty five dollars though um, from an early market point of view. But it's going to be the horse. It's going to be the horse that's going to. Well, it's it's how is like a Jaguar shorter than Mood Swings? I'm going to do my lays I shortly. It, isn't it? DJ. Isn't it a, a jockey trainer? 
thing. Oh. It's unfashionable. So yeah. That, you know, so. No, you were probably right. You were probably right in that sense. But, but, the, um, but the ratings and all the, the form lines are going to be cobbled together and that horse is going to shorten. So. No, um, I, I'd suggest so, yeah. I'd be very confident taking the um, the current price as your best quote. So, um, yeah, mood swings for me if I haven't head made head. that clear. Head to head, forest wall. Food swings, forest wall. I like it. All right, we're, uh, we've come to the end. Yeah, Christmas Eve preview, BJ. Mm. Uh, do you have your best betting, Betfair best betting proposition of the day? My Betfair best betting proposition of the day well it was as i said it was going to be son of a god but the price has mm. evaporated in front of our very eyes this morning so if we're, if we're talking price i marked hot mix shorter than uh, her current price so the 270 currently on offer across the board is over my marked price at the moment i'd have to say hot mix in race two of the day marty allen who joined us at the uh the one one christmas we should mention, party mm. last friday afternoon at the raffles and um yeah i think his hot streak of form will continue hot mix best betting proposition of the day I was the same as you, BJ. I was looking at Son of a God or uh, or Mood Swings and uh, the price is dictated. It has to be the latter with Son of a God only at the, the flat even money at the minute. So uh, Mood Swings, five bucks, best betting proposition of the day. Bit of a tongue twister at times, isn't it? It is. Of the year? Of the year. Well, how many? I have a new best betting proposition of the year every single week. <laughs> let's wait till so, so, next yeah, week. Let's, 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 let's truly go. Yeah, so, yeah. But if I've marked something, I've literally marked that a flat even money, which I think is probably... Thin, and that's in a 90 odd percent market too so i reckon i might have just been one track mind come that stage of the night it was pretty late yeah in my defense yeah all right so it's time to find something uh a bit longer in the market this is our maddie's segment terry so uh, maddie, how do you, how, do you Derek? how do you qualify to be to be a maddie these days do you mm. need to be 21 dollars or more bj but mm. um we, we give a little leeway if we think <laughs> we're going to drift on the betfair exchange because we promote <laughs> we promote smart betting yeah. um which means uh waiting for a price on occasion betfair uh betfair bj mm. <laughs> just called you betfair do you remember Gary Hocking got his name changed to Whiskers? Whiskers, I do yeah, remember that. I was going to say, yeah. as a promotion, we could change it to Betfair Ryan or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, Whiskers. Whiskers Hocking, yeah. yes. You didn't expect that to come out today, did you? No. Yeah. no I'd, Full of surprises. I always come here open-minded mm. and ready for anything. <laughs> At the, mate, so, so last week I mm. thought that Naughty and My Nature would end up um, heading towards uh, Maddie territory. However, the scratching of serenity bay meant that uh naughty by nature never quite got out to the 21 dollars or the 20 mm -hmm. to one and um plus so ran third but um not claiming it what was your maddie last week um i can't remember yeah yeah i can't remember it was a hard one too because it wasn't really a lot of horses to choose from no at that, at that no point i remember life. i tipped uh, two weeks ago it was um scooter's machine was my maddie again we tipped that at 20 to one but it jumped at nine so yeah it's um yeah, I, I like tipping a Maddie that's currently over 20. I expect to shorten. But um, yeah, today I think we got one that's the opposite. Hang on, I reckon we might, be able to, might have the same one. Hold on. So my Maddie, I'm going to go first. I'm going right. to go, I like I'm, this. I'm take control. I'm going to get in ahead of the guru. My Maddie, currently $19 best available. Well, expecting, that's, not, that's not 21. Expecting it to be 21 on the day is uh, race three, number nine, beat the bell. There you go. Ah, you've gone the night. That's see, that's a little bit of a cheap one. I was going to go beat the bell, but do you know, 
I'm actually thinking because I've got beat the bell eight bucks or nine bucks or something. Um, I was going to go beat the bell, but the nineteen dollars is only available at one agency, right? So do you know that one agency actually allows me to bet to win a small amount? So that's because they go, used they gonna, used me as a marked account. No, I haven't backed it because I don't want to be a rude person. Come, come so I'm actually not. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to be. I don't want to be a Mister. <laughs> so I haven't actually backed it, and I'll, I'll probably wait for the day and take significantly shorter as my little spec. I know where you're going to go from. So we'll. Um, I won't go with beat the bell. Um, but I that was the one that was in a photo finish. Um, but we'll go with Eurasia. Mm-hmm. Um, if Eurasia is withdrawn and um, and runs on uh, and Pinjara, I think it is. Then um, then we'll make it beat the bell and we'll double up. Our Maddies. I'm pretty can, sure that Eurasia will be racing at Ascot on Saturday. Okay, cool. Yep. We can ring the Peter Bell together potentially. Okay, very good. Well, I have to say, Terry, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and uh, yeah, have a lovely day uh, tomorrow and um, on Boxing Day, your busiest. Oh, love it! Busiest day of the year. Favorite Boxing Day, day of the year. test. Mm. Three meetings, then we the the show rolls on, rolls on Saturday, uh, so Sunday, Monday as well, and uh, we'll be back here next week for a Perth Cup bumper Perth Cup edition of the One One episode fifty eight. Looking forward to that. We'll have a guest on for that one as well. Now, Merry Christmas to you too, BJ, and the new family. Harrison's uh, first Chrissy, so you all uh, he's all excited. Yeah, what's he asked for for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> he just he want dad to get a nice eight hours of sleep or actually that'd be nice terry that would be very nice is that that's all it's uh that's all you've requested this yes, year yeah. from yeah that's what i've asked mm. from santa so no. if he can do that for me i'll be much obliged yeah, I mean, merry christmas uh, i don't know how much the listeners want to sit here and listen us saying merry christmas to each other merry for, christmas. for too much longer but uh happy, no, merry ha- christmas happy to, holidays, um, happy holidays. To everyone happy holidays exactly mm. right to everyone as well um thanks for all your support again throughout the year we've said that a bit recently with a few milestones coming up and whatnot um it's been a lot of fun we're looking forward to a big 2021 um as well and there'll be a lot more to come the sidebar bj's been talking about so i'm sure uh, we've got a few new ideas a few new guests um a bit more regularity in that sense enjoy your chrissy break eat too much drink too much back some winners on boxing day and until next week on the one one Thank you.